decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy in the nick of time, as always. <laughs> One know. minute to spare. Uh, Sounds like it was a, a rough a rough few a few moments or minutes before live uh well actually we were dealing with the aftermath of this this happened yesterday oh i thought it just happened uh no she just came by um so i think that our husky has dementia how old is he my husband adopted him when he was supposedly two but i don't know how how they could possibly know that Hmm. you know so we thought he was around 10 but in the last few weeks all of his fur has basically turned white and um, he looks really barrel chested and his backside looks really skinny. And he has been pooping in the house, which he never, ever does. Mm. Ever. Four times in the last week. Never does it. Anyway, so I don't even know how he escaped from our yard and attacked a pit bull that a lady was walking. Oh, shit. Then- it was a pit bull. And he didn't yes. get me- the 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 husky didn't get messed up by the pit bull. Oh, no. Um, and then the pit bull's owner like got in the middle of them. And I guess she got bit. Oh, she, she got bit, not the dog. Well, That's, the dog also got bit. Yeah. Both. Okay. That's um, a bad situation. So, yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't really like to escape. Uh, so, like, I was trying to figure out how he got out because our yard is fortified. And he had um chewed a hole in a wooden fence. Whoa. Like, spent weeks, like a prison escape. <laughs> chewing okay. this hole. Wow. And then he moved all these like boulder sized rocks. Like it, it was an incredible feat. Like I, I you didn't genuinely... see him uh, doing this. No, um, hmm. this is what happened on the Sunday show. This wasn't yesterday. Remember, I was like, there's a crazy dog fight going oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was musket. Anyway, so now it's like, what do we do? I don't know. I uh, that's a bad situation. And uh, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't be able to advise. But uh, you know, at least um well, if you're working it out with the lady involved, then hopefully there's a an amicable end for everybody. Cause but it's this rescue dog thing. It's like, mm. you know, I've after this, I'm I'm never getting another dog. Like after this dog situation, I'm I think I'm done. Um, but this rescue dog thing, like, I don't know that people can truly re- rehabilitate dogs. I, I don't know. Well, or it could just be an old age thing. Who knows? I mean, it's, uh, it seems like he was a good dog until this point. He's never had an episode like this before. Oh, right? no. He's a piece of shit. He has food oh. aggression. He's always had food aggression. Oh, he is a piece of shit. All right. So this is yeah. in character, not out of character. Well, the escaping is out of character. <laughs> okay. um, but the food aggression thing is like a real, it's a real problem. And then this was all before we had kids. I'm like, what are we going to do about this? My husband is so attached to this dog. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Well, I'm I'm sure he'll do what's right, and uh, you know, uh, I I I've not had that sort of incident, but I know I fear the day when the time comes for my dog because I know the emotional attachment to that animal, and I know how tough that'll be. So, you know, all the best to your family as you figure that out. And I well, hope that, he was um, in the Humane Society for two years. Yeah, 
can a dog ever truly recover from that? I don't know. I don't know his story, but I hope uh, I hope the best for everybody involved. Um, Euthanize your rescue dog. Let's <laughs> just get ahead of the problem. Yeah. Before uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to mention, but I before I forget, um, this will this week will be the last uh, call in show for the month. Uh, we'll not have a call in show next week. I'm going to take uh, some time off before and during the the July 4th holiday weekend. I'll explain more about the stream schedule on Sunday, but this will be the last call-in stream until July 6th. So we'll be back July 6th, which also means, remind me, our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, gets last word tonight, so I don't want to forget that. Uh, and I, as I said, I'll, I'll talk about the, the remaining stream schedule for the end of the month here and end of July on Sunday, so uh, tune in for that. Um, I mentioned last week that there was a drag queen story hour in Billings today. And you didn't make it. Well, I I had thought about it, and I turns out I should have gone. I, I, I apologize to disappoint everybody. I wasn't able to go, not because uh, I chose not to per <laughs> se, but I forgot that we also had a pediatrics appointment this morning. So I wasn't able to go to the drag queen story hour that's two hours away in Billings. I'm seeing reports right now that 2,000 people attended and... A lot of them were protesters. I don't know the mix of who was there for a good old fashioned drag queen story hour time and who was there to who was there with their groomer sign to protest by the images. Can you I've talk seen. about your pediatrician? Well, this is the thing. I got a similar experience regardless. So we go into our pediatrics clinic this morning and it wasn't to be fair. It's not the pediatrician. It's it's the, the facility. It's the clinic. But we walk into the lobby this morning. Uh, giant it's not a flag but it's like a big stand in the lobby that has the trans pride flag on it the one with the, the triangle arrow and here at so and so all are welcome affirming this and that i was so pissed <laughs> and then we we went through with our pediatrics appointment but i i'm trying to check myself today because i my decision is we can't go back there i'm not going no. to a place that's putting a a a display of sexualization sexual deviancy at center point at the center point of their lobby i can't trust these people with my kid i don't want to be so reactionary that like simply seeing something i disagree with causes me to no to flip out but this but this is like yeah i I mean i i i I do want to maybe some callers will talk to me about it because my initial reaction is i can't take my kid back here again i'm done i have to find a new pediatrician So and I did email the management to say today and I, I wasn't a dick about it. I was like, fuck you, because I want them to take it seriously and say, listen, I come here for the care of my son. I was born at your other. Or he, he was born at your other uh, hospital facility. We've received good care here. But if you're showing me that politics and sexual themes are the center point of your operation, I don't know how I can how I can come here. I, I just can't. Did they respond? No, they haven't responded yet. And I'm not trying to be a dick to them or gotcha. I'm, I'm actually trying to be sincere and saying. Good for you. Good I, for I, we'll see. I mean, if, if they actually wanted to have a conversation about it, I would. But, you know, it's. um, I, I don't know. I just it, it really, really pissed me off. In addition to the fact that they still made me wear a mask, which also pissed oh, me come off. Come on. Yeah. It's like the, what's the bigger threat to your child? This fag prop or or COVID? Well, and I just, as I wrote in my email to them, I don't really think politics of any sort have a place in a healthcare setting. Even politics, I agree with. Mind you, there's not even a single American flag on the campus of this facility. 
Not one American flag, not one state of Montana flag. They do have room for the trans pride flag, though. Okay. Yeah. I I don't want to walk into my pediatrics clinic and see a Gadsden flag or whatever. Like, I'm not here for politics. I'm here for care for my son. But I'm especially not here for for a sexual agenda in, in that setting. Like, that's that's completely inappropriate. I can't believe that they would put that in a pediatrics lobby. Like, you're out of your mind. Do they help kids transition there? I I don't know if they do it at that clinic. Certainly, I've not inquired about those services, but um, I got to imagine they're if they're not doing it now, they're pro that if they're putting this display up. You should go in and then act like Calvin is showing signs that he wants to dress like a girl and see what they say. I know. Video about it. (gasps) Well, but then at the same time, do I want to use my son as a prop for some kind of expose or something? What does he know? He doesn't know what's going on. He just like Mm. farts and poops his pants. He's very good at that. But that's why he doesn't need these messages. Anyway, I've delayed between our our two great stories here. Uh, We've delayed long enough. I apologize for that. But thanks for hearing us out. I'm going to have to put down my dog and you're going to have to put down your pediatrician. (laughs) Well, as as luck would have it, our pediatrician is actually leaving the practice, he told us today. So we have to find a new pediatrician anyway. Oh, good. And so it kind of lines up. So we'll just go elsewhere. There are other places in town that aren't doing that. It's not a big deal, but I just I can't believe that somebody at this one of the major healthcare operators in town thought, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's let's celebrate trans pride as the centerpiece of our pediatrics operation. Okay. Anyway, um, you guys know how the call in show works. If you are new to the uh, show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. If you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live. Of course, you can send us an email question. The place to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the show and we will catch up with your super chats uh every half hour as well speaking of which i didn't do my prep ahead of time to make sure i'm prepared to do that let me take care of that quick but let's uh hop into the calls i've delayed plenty long and let's see what people have to say budafet is up first hello what's on your mind oh uh, just the eye talk um so i got the form from the hospital for the department of oh yeah 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 you're the guy you're the eye guy you're the guy yeah so I have nine days to go because they pushed it back. It was supposed to be on the tenth, but they pushed it back to now it's on the first. So are we are we doing this? Is this happening? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Good because I've told a lot of people. <laughs> are we still in, are we still doing the show reveal too? We're going to do a display on the stream. Is that in the works? Oh yeah, for sure. If, right. if it's okay with you. Oh yeah, totally fine with me. What's the problem? Do you just mail it or is there some specialized way you have to transfer it? So I've been saving up on like packing um, peanuts and stuff to make sure that I it gets there in one piece. But uh, <laughs> I should back up, by the way. This is the guy who is ha- having his eye surgically removed and he's sending the eye to blonde just so people understand. Yeah, but it was a bum eye anyway. So, so yeah. Okay. I feel like that's an important thing for people to know. It's being removed for a medical reason, right? It's not a, uh, it's not just a recreational donation. Yeah. I've been (laughs) blind in that eye for five years now. So, Hmm. okay. And then with all the issues going on, it's easier to just say, get rid of it. 
So are you bummed? Are you are you sad? Uh, not really. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of looking forward to hopefully being in less pain day to day. Because right now it's it's been bad. I mean, like I've been I've been trying to sleep as much as possible whenever I get home, just so that way I can um, avoid being in a lot of pain. Make sure they get the right eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they from what I understand they like double and triple check and then they mark it. They better. Like, you should mark it too, room. like with a sharpie yeah. on your face. You this should. one, yeah. yeah, for real. Oh man, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so sorry this is happening to you, but this will be the jewel of my collection. It's going right next to the toe, and it's got room for the teeth, too. I will build an altar to Ah, this eye. Special shelf. It is special because, like, a fan gave it to me and everything, (laughs) and it's not some rando's eye. Yeah. Thank you. It'll it'll definitely be interesting. I don't know if it'll be in, like, complete intact because they have to do pathology on it, so they might take some tissue. So it might look a little Why do they funky. have to do pathology on it? I don't know. I mean, it's we've already established that there was an infection and stuff, so it's 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 trauma related. You don't have cancer. Yeah. yeah. People are going to fuck up my collection. It. Don't they don't they know that? <laughs> All right. Well, thank um, you for the update. Did you have any uh, yeah. other thoughts in closing? Um no, just there's 12 only 12 people in the the queue today so hopefully Ooh. if we go quick we can get through everyone yeah maybe we can uh maybe we can get through uh, all our callers chat is also asking if it's the left or right eye. it is my left eye uh-huh. oh man oh all i did right. have one question before you go when yes. you when you got uh when you nicked it with something did you feel that you had done that was there pain no no i didn't even notice that i'd done it i i just kind of was like oh there's a blackberry vine that swung down and and hit my face i didn't realize it had actually gotten my eye so that eye is like worse than worthless because you can't yeah. feel pain in it. I mean, I can feel kind of pain when it's really bad, but like I just didn't notice that because it there's damage to the optic nerve and stuff. So that is disgusting. Thank you so much. All right. No thank problem. You. Well, thank you, All Budafet. Right. I look forward night, to the reveal and good good luck with uh, the remaining process. Yes. Thank you. You know, people have named kids after us and things like that. This is the <laughs> most touching gesture. Oh, it's the greatest honor, is it? I'm so honored, hmm. truly. Well, I look forward to seeing uh, exactly what we're dealing with here. If Susan will allow it, I think you can show that sort of thing. I don't know. But when better... you get a body part in formaldehyde, a small body part, oftentimes it's like, it's unidentifiable as said body part. Like my toe... Yeah, I have to walk people through seeing it because they're yeah. like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, uh, Maul, are you there? Yeah, I don't know what I uh, just got. Oh. Uh, someone's sending blonde and eye in the mail. That's about awesome. it. That's all you really need to know. Uh, well, that's a that's a something. Anyway, <laughs> um, so you know, you know, this month is the whole. Ugh, I hate it. Oh, I don't need a reminder. They shoved it in my face. This they shoved it in my yeah. nine month old son's face this morning. So yeah, yeah. So come to a big reveal here. Yeah, I am actually a part of that same community. I hate Pride. I really hate it. Who Will you wrangle well, up your people and get them under control? I, yeah, I, as much <laughs> as I can, they they think yeah. I'm insane because I don't do, uh, agree with their bullshit. 
Wait, are you a resident homosexual? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. You got to get your people under control. Are you a minority <laughs> homosexual? Yes. Too? Oh, man. Here's the thing, though. What can you my, do about this? You're our man. <laughs> you are the chosen one. You, yes, you I, must well, prophesize. Well, the thing is, is that um, so the whole thing that happened in Dallas about a couple about a week or two ago. Oh, this is the uh, at the, the the trans or the the drag queen event at the the gay yes. bar. Yeah. Yes. I've actually been around in that area before. And yeah. Suffice it to say, I was not. Uh, I, I I was. It was pretty disgusted. I was pretty disgusted when I uh, when I heard about that. I'm kind of glad I didn't go out there. Hmm. But like, oh my gosh, I can't. You, you so it's it's so. I'm trying to think of the words for it. I just hate the fact that the movement nowadays used to be. Um. Oh, you said look. We're look. We're gay, straight, whatever. And we just want. You just wanted to be just. Hey, we're just normal people. Now it's all about you have. You have to accept. You have to know about our kink and accept it, or you are a bigot. Right. It's like active celebration, but this kid stuff, man. The kid stuff is where it's getting. About it, and and why do you think it is? Because as someone who was on board with just equality before the law and i'm still am on board it, to the extent that it could be stopped there i never thought that these things would have to be logical consequences that if i agreed that gay people should have equal rights before the law that all of a sudden we'd be i don't know sexually propagandizing in pediatrics clinics or having drag queen events for children at gay bars or at the zoo in montana why do you think it is that the line of just equal treatment under the law was not enough why couldn't uh, the activists at least stop there they want, because they want to be it's not enough to just be tolerant you have to accept them for everything and that's what's so it's like an affirmation thing like they have yes to, okay. yes validation yes. I, I i take the i take the mr garrison part when you know that part in south park where did the whole the museum of acceptance thing yeah I yeah seen i that. take that whole uh i take that whole philosophy it's like just, you, you want to be Tolerant doesn't mean you have to like it. The old no, museum of, of tolerance. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. To- tolerance does not mean active celebration. It just means exactly. allowing you to live freely and exercise your rights. You've never seen that episode? No, I'm not it's a big, so funny. Not a big South Park guy, even though I should be. It's, it's just such a, I, 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 I think you should take a look. Maybe, at that. maybe I'll check out that. Oh one yeah, episode. there's that Mexican guy sitting. He's a cleaner, and he thinks Cartman thinks it's an exhibit. And so he's like, and here we have your, yeah, your stereotypical that. lazy Mexican. And then he gets up. The, the Mexican guy is like, oh, no, I'm a cleaner. I'm just so tired, so sleepy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that. But well, yeah, I, here's what I want. I, what I need you to do is go to your friends in the gay community and propose an alternative. Pride Month is done. We're going to rename June Humility Month. I want you guys yeah, really. to have Humility Month. For a couple you know, years, they're going to be it, so responsive to that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm already, I'm already just get weird looks because I don't, uh, don't goose tip to their damn narrative. So, uh, well, yeah, good luck can't you like shit. put some messaging through a glory hole or something? <laughs> no one owes you affirmation. A little note, yeah, through just it, stick yeah. it in there. They're like, I yeah. thought this was a dick. <laughs> you could, you know. 
meet them halfway, wrap it around a dick, and that way oh, the deal is yeah, met. That's what I was, I was yeah. just about to say that. It's like, yeah. why don't I just meet them halfway? <laughs> But like, but oh, but in all seriousness, I, I in all seriousness, I just really think that need this needs to be toned down because if you one of the uh, I forget what study, but it showed that the generation is started to be less accept less accepting to the LGBT the LGBT causes than the previous generation. Well, it makes and sense, yeah. Is, and it and it has to do with the whole drag queen. The De- Desmond is amazing. The yeah. Queen, like that. It's that's, this kids thing, you know? You guys could have glory hold each other all day long. I they, wouldn't have cared. They, and then they, you had to go after the kids. I'm just saying this right now. If they do this, that I, I will not be a very happy person. I would not be happy if they push that kind of shit to, on my niece and nephews like that. That would, I, that would well, not but, let that sit well. I, I just don't see, I don't see the end point here either because. It's like oh, you have your month. Okay, first of all, you have all rights. Day. You have all they rights under a... law, which is really all you're entitled yeah. to. Just equal right, equal treatment of the law, equal yeah. rights under the law. But now you have an entire month of celebration. We're still supposed to believe that you're oppressed. Why? Not because you don't have equal rights under the law, but because people don't affirm you enough. People have opinions about you. They don't like yeah, you. They say their pronouns and all. You that. don't it have a right to someone else's opinion. You never do. It's not even. It's not even that speak. though. It's also the media propaganda. Like, yeah. Yeah. how many yeah. Jewish black lesbian couples are there? Tampax <laughs> yes. or whatever. <laughs> they it's found like, the one. And, and, it's, yeah. and the corporatization is the worst part because, like, as soon as as soon as July first changes. Well, in, in theory, it would be uh, stars and stripes. It would be it would be a Ameri- pro America time. But you know, like like I said, like in my experience this morning at the pediatrics clinic, not an American flag in sight. Plenty of room for the pride flag with all the trans and AIDS and I don't know brown stripe, whatever all those stripes it's represent stupid. on it. I don't it's know. So stupid. But yeah. like I, I, on the bright side, it's getting close to July and. That means uh, the third is my birthday. The fourth is is my favorite holiday. So well, good. It's a great holiday. Oh yeah, it's a great. Uh, that's at least a solace. It's that June's almost over. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it, and uh, appreciate your efforts against uh, well the the alphabet mafia, as they're called, or whatever the term al- people yeah, prefer. The, the LGBTXYZ type the, mafia. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. Have a good night. Keep All fighting right. the good fight. Yeah. Okay, next up is Juggernaut. Juggernaut, are you there? Yes. What's on your mind? I heard an interesting argument about, against the Second Amendment hmm. that uh, was strange. There was no elaboration on this, but I was listening to Brett Weinstein, and he said uh, that the Second Amendment does not grant the right for self-defense. Yeah, I suppose it's uh, to his point, that's not explicitly referenced in the... Um, in the amendment except for the security of a free state it's sort of implied in the in the phrase the security of a free state but his point i being, actually don't take much um I, I, you know i don't take offense to that that's fine his point being what that uh that self, self-defense would be a misapplication of the second amendment or what what was his uh that that was not the intention of the uh, founding fathers when they wrote it what was the intent in his view? I don't know. Let me get the language exactly right because I'm I'm speaking from memory here. Um, 
yeah, being necessary for the security of a free state. I mean, yes, it doesn't say uh, self-defense, but what it's talking about there is uh, a, a free state of people defending their rights. I mean, there's I, I don't know what else you would interpret that as. Security meaning what? Freedom from predation, freedom from takeover, freedom from right. abuse, all of those sorts of things. Uh, maybe you want to say that it's defense of the state, I suppose, as opposed to defense of the self. But even in that context, we're talking about uh, security of a free state in the in the in the state setting. This right. was, this was originally drafted as a, a restriction on the federal government to make sure that the federal government was not able to uh, commit all sorts of acts of overreach against the states. And that's that's the thinking behind uh, the amendment itself. So I, I suppose even if you wanted to say, well, it's about states having a mechanism of defense against an overreaching federal government, not necessarily about the individual. OK, uh, maybe we can have that <laughs> argument, I guess. But at the end of the day, what are we talking about here? We're talking about federal firearm regulation. The deal has been announced as of yesterday night. Mm -hmm. um, so it sounds like we're getting some, you know, a bullshit compromise deal coming out of the Senate that we've been talking about on Sunday. But Well, we'll push back a little bit. Why yeah. was the Second Amendment written? Why was it written? Yeah. I, in my view, because it is a it is the last mechanism of defense for the rights of the individual. Mm. Is because they experienced a war with Britain. Sure. Yeah. So they wrote that to ensure that any people could fight off the government as well. well I agree, but I, but I guess I don't see. How, I do not understand how um, how you can do that without the idea of self defense. Like that is right. Most of the terms I come up with when fighting the government is in a form of self defense, like fighting back. Right, exactly. That sort of thing. I mean, I don't want to put words in Brett's mouth without knowing what he said, or I guess I should probably. This have is the a first I'm hearing to, of this. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't know, um, what he said or what his perspective is, but uh, it, it it would be notable that reasoning would be counter to the Supreme Court's current understanding too. Under under Heller, we are talking about an individual right to self defense using weapons that are commonly in in use. Not that the Supreme Court is always right, as we're going to learn very shortly. They're frequently wrong, which is why Roe is about to be overturned. Allegedly. We'll see if that comes <laughs> true. So I don't want to say like, well, the Supreme Court said it, so they're automatically right. But I don't I don't think that uh, that Heller is, is say, a poorly reasoned decision on that basis or something like that. Um, I, I, no. I don't know. Even if I wanted to take the leftist position that what really what they were trying to confer was a right to the states rather than a right of the individual. Okay, but we're still talking about the right of the individual states against the federal government. How do you twist that to mean that the federal government ought to regulate firearms? I, I don't see any interpretation of the Second Amendment that means the federal government ought to have a say on what types of weapons are available, who has them, uh, who can, who can't, all that. It is explicitly a restriction on the federal government. There's no way out of that. I don't. I don't see a way out of that at all. But mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll I'll ask Brett about it. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you you should invite him on. That'd be hilarious. Um, you know, I I, I I talked to last time I talked to him was when I streamed with him. That was like fall 2017 after he had you his streamed with him. This yeah, doesn't he, sound familiar at all. Actually, he announced his departure or was it his settlement with Evergreen through a stream on my channel way back then. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's this, great. This is my big get. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that I'm, that I know him well, but we are friendly. And of course I'm, uh, you know, my interest in his story at Evergreen was very high. I think mm. that was one of the, uh, well, that, that was just an amazing story of things to come. And so, mm. um, you know, regardless yeah, of his opinion, on gun- on. Anyway, it might be an interesting conversation, regardless of his opinion yeah. on guns or not. I, I admire his, uh, his willingness to stick to stand up to the mob. He certainly did that. And maybe we could find yeah. uh, common ground on guns being in the final and ultimate tool of standing up to the mob. When the mob yeah. wants to kill you instead of just get you fired, guns are useful. And uh, Oh, I think you'd agree with that. I just don't yeah. know what he meant when, when he made that statement. Cause it was really just a passing statement. Maybe ah, he meant that I it just wasn't expressly indicated. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 even though I know I don't agree with him on everything, he's the kind of guy that that is available to reason and willing to entertain an idea that he doesn't agree with. So I doubt that he's like some lunatic about this or something like that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, well thank you for the insight. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Have a good night. See you later. See you later. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're right about at the bottom of the hour. So let's just do a quick check in on uh, chats. We're good over on D Live, except for Ask About My Wiener subscribed, which I appreciate. Thank you oh, for Lord. that. Oh, Lord. Oh, I don't have Tippy Stream ready to go, actually. I thought I oh, did. Oh, I actually but, don't uh, have YouTube ready to go. Well, Whoops. we are just at fantastic us. at our jobs. You know. Well, I'm so frazzled. <laughs> let's see if we can find some chats here. Frazzled after the dog bite issue is understandable, I suppose. Here we go, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) All right. Uh... Let's see. A Holden Mulray. Neural networks learn by exposure to inputs. Regressive training and optimal outputs aren't free markets in some sense. The first AI, price control and false info distortion leading to sad outcomes... Um, perhaps. However, I think that free markets, they aren't, um, 100% predictable as you can see, uh, with things like this LGBTQ propaganda, um, people are still operating in what they believe to be a free market because it's it, but propaganda is governing their buying decisions irrespective of the quality of the manufactured output. That's, that's an interesting way to think about it. I, I don't know that I would say that they are artificial intelligence. I think they're aggregate human intelligence. But yeah. is is aggregate human intelligence kind of an intelligence of its own, I suppose? Um, <sighs> I, I haven't heard it framed that way, but but I agree that, that yeah, what, what is a market but a measure of collective, um, I suppose, price setting and interest in particular products or services? Uh, and when those are way out of whack, then they tend to get corrected. I spray paint gang graffiti on liberal homes. I wish I were that cool. Uh, <laughs> you really shouldn't do that, Blonde. I, I don't, although I do want to. Uh, Long Down John, I have a solution to both your problems. Take Blonde's Husky to Matt's pediatric clinic. Both problems will yeah. be solved. They'll I make like him uh, They'll make him one of the first trans dogs, although I'm sure someone <laughs> has done that already. Wait, I thought you were talking about Musket making him the first trans pediatrician. Oh, maybe. Or, yeah, maybe that. I, 
I was thinking of it completely wrong. I thought I was thinking of the clinic fixing musket. Yeah, you're musket talk- already doesn't have balls. You're talking, what does that mean? You're talking. Well, I think he's talking about musket fixing the clinic. He seems to be good at handling hostels. That's probably what he's what he's getting at. <laughs> Incompetent hands. Finally finished hate uh, hate crime hoax. I, ah. I hate that. Call it hoax hate. It's the obvious solution. Whatever. By Riley Wilfred. I highly recommend it. Wanted to call in next week. Had no clue on early hoax hater in Coeur Was in fact one Rachel Dolezal. Which hoax hate? Oh, she was in Spokane though, right? She was just. I think she, she was, lived in Coeur for a while. Yeah. Although her, her exposure was when she was NAACP leader in Spokane. Yep. 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 Uh, sorry about next week, but uh, of course we will be back with the calls on July 6th. General Grievance, you should have asked our resident gay minority which side of the gay war he'd be on. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Joe Schmo. It's not written explicitly, but it was understood from English common law that self-defense is self-evident. Yeah, I just don't true, see yeah. for what other purpose. I'm willing Pur- to entertain yeah. for what other purpose pe- people think it was. And maybe it should have been written more explicitly. But I, I don't know what else you... Uh, believed to be the purpose of of the amendment if not for if that not i guess the defense of your state but against whom and why um marlo moncrief says congratulations to bill nye the science guy the beloved science communicator just got married to a man what did he let me look this up just got married isn't he like 60 at least i want it uh, uh mary's liza mundy and he's 66. Is that a woman? Is this his first wife? Yeah, it is. It is a woman, at least at first glance. Who knows? It might be. A, you never know these days. He was married. He was briefly married in 2000 or he had a marriage annulled in 2006. But other than that, this is his first marriage. He has no children. Well, that's good. Hmm. <laughs> uh, we're good. <clears throat> OK, let me uh, catch up. Uh, I think we just have one on Tippy stream here. I could easily beat Mike Tyson in a fist fight. Really, Matt? You're pretty confident. Okay, I'll call Mike and, and let him know. I certainly wouldn't challenge him in general. I'm familiar with his uh, boxing career, but I wouldn't challenge him even today in his elder years because I saw what he did to that guy on the plane, and I don't want oh, anything yeah. to do with that. Barely anything, you mean? He bloodied that man. Barely. <laughs> it was more of like a slap fight than anything else, though. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the full Evander Holyfield. He didn't bite his ear off or anything like that. <laughs> Let me make sure we're good here. We'll get back into the calls. Uh, yeah, we are set. Thank you guys for the chat. We'll or for the chats. We'll uh, check back at the top of the hour. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Joshy boy is up next. Joshy boy, are you there? Hey, good. Uh, good afternoon. Hi. I was listening to the feedback. Yeah. Uh, what's on your mind? Um, well, more stuff about monarchy. I know the chat hates that, but whatever. Ah. Well, I'm interested. Yeah, the whole constitutional monarchy thing. I kind of wanted to focus more so on domestic affairs, right? Okay. So, naturally, I have adopted an isolationist attitude because I want to focus inward before we focus outward. Mm-hmm. And I guess I can give you guys the option of how to clean up our country or handling immigration. Immigration. Sure. Immigration. All right, so this may be an unpopular opinion. However, I'm under the belief that if we try to deport all the illegal immigrants, that's going to take a lot of time and resources and manpower that we might not have, especially given this day and age, correct? 
Mm, we could do um, it. I agree that it would be a giant effort. Uh, I don't. I don't know that I agree that it's not worthwhile or I not mean, justified. Poor countries have dealt with entire groups just by trains. <laughs> okay. How would yeah, How would you go about it? Before I continue on. Just well, some curious. people would have to produce some paperwork. I I, I don't think. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I suppose I, I don't have the exact tactics ironed out in my head. I mean, I, I understand. Let's put it this way. Um, there are lots of federal police with a lot of time on their hands to all but create crimes themselves. Yeah. Um, I think that resources True. more properly applied to uh, immigration, where the federal government certainly has a role. Um you know, I, I, do I think that you're going to get all 30 million of them or however many there are like tomorrow? Of course not. But um, uh, guys, remember, it's not that many. It's like what? Less than that? 19 million people or whatever. Oh, I, 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 I bet it's 30 plus. But, you know, yeah, because everybody totally believes that it's not as many as we think. I, you know, whether it's 10, 20, 30, um, you know, I grant your point that it's a high effort. I really think that's for the purposes of conversation, yeah. I'll grant your point that it is not uh, like a, a, a switch to flip or something like that. It certainly wouldn't be a very easy task, but it, yeah. because of that, I, it does kind of alter my thought process. So I want to present you with two scenarios real quickly while I have the time. First one is the most unpopular one, which is be legalizing the ones who are already here, but not mm -hmm. granting them citizenship. They have to kind of earn it. There's at least two ways you can do it. Let's see, um, active duty in the military service, and there is a way to do that. Um, That's a path to citizenship or just uh, staying here? Path to citizenship. They okay. have to serve three years in active duty. So they have to actually be deployed and crap like that. So okay. they can't be discharged even if it's an honorable discharge because it disqualifies them in that regard. Mm -hmm. The other one will be five years without getting into any actual more crime. So DOIs and things like that, or else they get deported and go home, right? By force if necessary. Yeah, so, okay. Legalizing them wouldn't make them citizens. They wouldn't get the same rights as normal citizens would. They would just have means to be here, but they would have a limited time to remain. Like if you can go five years without breaking any more laws, then you would have earned a path to citizenship. But if you break a law, then you're gone. Or you can choose to serve in the military in active duty. Now, the plan is to split let, them up. Let me. Uh, so right. under this plan and this five year timer mm -hmm. and all this, how do you identify who they when does the timer start? As in, how do you identify these people to start the timer? That's one question. Kind of like what Blonde said, producing papers and stuff like that. OK. Which is with the other option that I want to do domestic affairs like. One good way to do that would be e-verify for a lot of companies, big and small. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they won't weed out all of them because some of them do start their own businesses. But something like that may be maybe beneficial. One of the things I wanted to focus on was eliminating the incentive of coming here illegally because we didn't always need a border wall, right? Incentives in our country was created for them to come here. Hey, mm -hmm. come here and we'll do this for you, basically. Mm -hmm. I want to take steps into eliminating that and then dealing with the ones who are already here. And okay. I wanted to gather your thoughts on that. If you have any pushbacks, any questions or whatever. Sure. Okay. So what, uh, what, as far as disincentivizing or removing incentives, what would those be? 
One of them would be, let's see. Uh, I don't want to go to the more brutal tactics, but <laughs> for example, <laughs> I was going to say, maybe the compromise is violators of your plan. Get the catapult. Maybe that's uh, where we all come to catapult. Yeah. You know, one of the, okay. So let's say that you have a, a group of illegal immigrants crossing the border illegally. And uh-huh. let's say that some, somehow they were identified, right? Yeah. Well, the basis is that both citizens and law enforcement are granted, if they're, especially if they're dangerous, to either apprehend or terminate, right? Let's use that term, terminate. Terminate? Sounds, We're talking in the, like, yes. Terminator movie way. Yeah. Okay. Especially if they're dangerous. Like, take uh, MS-13 gang members, for example. A lot of them are illegal immigrants, correct? I assume so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing they're probably not taking the, the legal pathways when they enter this country they're not no they're it's, it's pretty much death row for them Both yeah. citizen and law enforcement can without warning and without any premise can eliminate them without legal repercussion or something like that how so do they kind of, okay this is under your plan like if encountered you can uh terminate on site this is under your how uh there has to be some kind of known identifier on those people though right how do you how do you distinguish yes. them you just have to know That's like the, the identity of that individual or assuming I, this is all under an assumption given our current government system i don't think this plan will work right mm-hmm. but i'm over two ideas but people who want to identify them like citizens or police or whatever want to identify who these individuals are so others can be alerted that's one way yeah but I'm certainly open to ideas on how to identify them. It wouldn't be easy. I know that. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Well, I guess what I worry about is uh, this this um, path to citizenship for people who have already violated the laws to come here. Even if there aren't financial incentives for them, mm-hmm. uh, they, they're not eligible for certain government programs or this or that. I just worry that a, a that the path to citizenship is itself a reward mechanism that would attract more still maybe not as many but i don't know i mean i i just see that as uh as a way of rewarding the the breaking of our laws for the exactly. proper way to enter this country and i'm meant for the ones who are already here the ones who are trying to come here do not get it okay but, well but, but shouldn't they be penalized still they will in a way to be punished I have I and in terms of the military work, we can't have a mercenary army, although we already are marching towards that. And I, I, I don't know that yeah. I even view military service as, as a punishment mechanism. In many ways, that's that's in many ways, that's a great opportunity. Like if I lived in a shack mm-hmm. in Guatemala and I can get paid, you know, a decent salary to go be a soldier in the army. And yeah. not only will I be paid, but I have a great place to sleep and I have consistent food and I have a whole host of opportunities that come with it. Like, yeah, not that a lot of military work is, is easy, but relative to the conditions that you're coming from, like in many ways, that's a reward as opposed to a a punishment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's supposed to be based on allegiance to the country of which you are a part. This is not, this is a bad precedent to set for military service, at least the intent of military service. It's basically the Roman way of things, which is mm. why they kind of collapse. So thinking about it now, it may not be the best thing. It's the only thing I could think of at the moment. Uh, yeah, but well, that's kind of why I wanted 
second opinions and stuff. This is kind of why I wanted to hash things out. Well, what's right? the... Uh, in, How about indentured servitude? How about <laughs> slavery light? Everyone gets a... Uh, what's the name of the uh, the woman, the the cleaning lady on Family Guy? I forget. Uh, well, everyone Boy, gets one of her. No, not... The, Every, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know who you're talking about. Consuela. That. Everyone gets a Consuela. Consuela. Yeah. Everybody needs a Consuela. Indentured yeah. servitude sounds possible. What uh in closing, what's the connection to the to the monarchy or the constitutional monarchy here? Or are you just thinking about border policy in general? Think about border policy. I mean, I do think okay. a border wall would help, and I want to pull the military to guard said border, mm-hmm. right? Which is why I kind of want to prevent new new arrivals from coming in through illegally. And yeah. if they try to do it, they terminate on site. It's brutal because that includes women and children, but it's, it's supposed to set a precedent, right? The reality is, in though, it, it, in many ways, it is already brutal. I mean, the amount of yeah. child trafficking that exists uh, on the border and the amount of death mm-hmm. and suffering that is imposed on those children already. Now, granted, I'm... <laughs> Your Terminator talk. I'm not saying that's kind treatment either necessarily, but but it, these are all relative terms. Like what is kind treatment? What is harsh treatment? And for me to to say that that's uh, unduly harsh, well, um, not being not doing enough to counter the uh, coyotes and others trafficking these kids. I mean, that's yeah. so. It, it, I I think like to to give your point as much credit as possible. If crossing the border was as, I suppose, um, harshly punished or as dangerous of a prospect as it ought to be, it, it uh, on balance would probably actually be safer for kids in many ways because it wouldn't be attempted. And this and a lot of this child trafficking might be minimized. Yeah, that's kind of maybe I just didn't communicate it right. I was referring to the ones who are already here versus the ones who are trying to come here. Mm-hmm. Right. Once we're trying to come here. We'll fight. We'll probably most likely face possible death because if they try to cross legally, yeah. more than likely they will get killed. Well, this is what's interesting about your your thoughts here to me, and um, I'm not even I'm not trying to criticize. I'm I just I find it interesting that um, that there's at least from my perspective a lot of generosity to the ones who are here with a yeah. lot of hostility to the ones right behind them. Like if you're over yeah. the border yesterday, great. If you try to come tomorrow, terminated. <laughs> I, f- I fail to see yeah. any difference, any ethical difference. Any, like these people got more adjusted. So like now I have to, um, I have to deal with them. No, I don't like, get out of my country. And I, I have to deal with their kids. Cause it's not their fault. It's not, it's not my kid's fault. My, why does my kid have to deal with this? Get out everyone. GTF. I guess part of it does come from the fact that I have dealt with a lot of them before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them really, granted, they really are nice people. Yeah. I like Mexicans. Like I'm going to level with you here. They're Catholic. They have a lot of kids. They They're like their uh, food. <laughs> At the same time, I do acknowledge that it is a problem. It's a major problem. Well, yeah. The, the, when you have no control over who enters your country. Yeah, that certainly is. Yeah. And, um, a major problem. Well, I, I, uh, I appreciate the thought exercise and, uh, and, and thanks for coming on to offer it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Have well, a good night. Uh, yeah, have a good night. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. You know, uh, not that I am making any implied accusations and I, I'm, I'm not, I have no idea. All I know is that the, uh, the burrito shop or the, the Mexican food shop that's close by here that is run by, again, I assume I don't have any reason to believe that they are not of legal status. I just, every once in a while, I'll get some food from this particular restaurant and, 
Uh, what I will say about that place, number one, they are their hours are like forever open. They are always open, even in not that busy of a part of town in which they operate. But the other thing I will say, didn't give two fucks about Corona anything. And I appreciate that too. Like never, that's one place where if you go in, I was never hassled about, uh, about masks or any of that bullshit. They were just like, I'm here to make you a burrito. And I'm here illegally. So I don't want, <laughs> I don't want any trouble, mister. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, next up. Hey, look, it's Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. What's okay. on your mind? Um, I had a question for you guys. Sure. Um, do you think that legislating morality is sustainable? No. <laughs> this is a, this is an interesting topic to me because I need the term defined uh, because when people say you can't legislate morality, I, I don't necessarily know what they mean because every piece of legislation is a restriction based on moral judgments. So the reason that we make murder illegal is because we have deemed murder to be morally wrong. And I guess what I when I make this distinction, at least what I think people mean is legislating morality to self that is to say um do we want to control the ways in which you can be immoral to yourself like if you drink too much gamble too much uh, i don't know uh, sometimes there are well, it, uh, just just all the different ways in which you can lead an unproductive life without actually you know harming anybody in the most direct sense that's what i interpret it to mean but i don't know if that's what you mean yeah that'd be a fair distinction okay um do you think it's sustainable? Um, yeah, well, yeah. Insofar as I, that it exists in a lot of different ways across the country right now. Like, for example, I would like to be able to sports bet freely in the state of Montana says I have to do it at a certain place that they say is okay and give them a bunch of money for it. Or they say that I can't buy booze at the grocery store. So I don't, um, all that kind of stuff. Like though that's, that's legislating the the morality in which I behave and treat myself. There's no victim in any of those things. Um, sorry, but do I think that's like, can I sustain in this state? Yeah, I do. I, I'm annoyed by it, but I can sustain. No, no, it's not sustainable because the laws have to reflect the character of a country. Hmm. So um, if the character of the country is poor, if it's a secular society, then having to have these these higher morals only reflected in the legal system is just going to cause a saturation of the prison system, which is what we're seeing now. I guess it, I guess it's a question to what degree. Yeah. Like how, how much of this are we talking about? I'm not in yeah, favor of it. It's just, I can, I, I put up with it every day. Yeah. But Matt, you're also principled. Well, I, am I, I submit to their, <laughs> I submit to their <laughs> bullshit. So how principled am I? But yet, like not everyone like for you that because you want to follow the law like you are a you know ethical person and i don't know if that's your society um i kind of tend to blot on this that is not sustainable and so how do we go about like changing it like how do we go about changing the society um to create laws that reflect like lots of the culture of society well, you you get families and God back at the center, and I, I you know if I could hear myself saying that ten years ago, I'd have been like, what the hell happened to this guy? He listened to too much Rick Santorum or whatever. But no, it's true, and I, I certainly agree that there is 
uh, whether or not it's sustainable, there's what the state of Montana says about where I should be able to buy booze or how much I should be able to gamble is certainly of lower value than my own personal moral core that would restrict those behaviors properly. There's nothing, there's no law that the state of Montana can pass that will craft me into a moral person. I would agree with that premise. There's got to be some moral core that pre-exists it. That's fair. And then I guess like slightly follow-up question is, do you think there is a level in which it is sustainable? Like, you know, we think of like law and government, Mm -hmm. or state, what about like church and family? Do you think in the same extent that you can like regulate obedience? You're talking about the church and family doing that regulation? Oh, uh, well, yeah, totally. I mean, that's what if you look at Victorian England, um, by the time you had gone to jail, your life was a series of disasters because things were so highly regulated uh, through social and religious means. Like the people that went to jail were already uh, just there from start to finish. Their lives were a disaster. It was never like some high lady or something like that, like getting charged with theft. Things mm. like that didn't happen. You stayed in your lane. So you're saying it's so blonde, you would say that it is sustainable from a smaller local level, but not a larger state or federal level. Well, I think it's the culture of the society that that allows it to be sustained. Like a society that's filled with nuclear families, like a shame-based society. That, that relies on nuclear families that is not secular has almost limited need for legal enforcement. That's fair. What, uh, what's yeah. got this on your mind? What has prompted these thoughts? Um, just kind of like, are we, are we fighting these battles in the wrong direction? Like, are we trying to fight something like that should be regulated, not regulated, but should be changed culturally um, through a political system where it's not going to stay. Any law to regulate morality is going to get overturned. Um, For sure, yeah. Because, so are we taking the wrong approach in trying to regain ground as a just and moral country? Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think basically <laughs> the reason you want control of government, from my perspective, is simply to stop these people, to get butts in seats and stop them from the bullshit that they're trying to do. That's my perspective because I agree that these the behaviors that we're talking about need regulation, but it's the regulation of self and family and a moral structure um, that you sort of have to believe in, buy into, voluntarily enter. And usually that's a religious structure. I, I, I don't think that like if, that pure freedom, pure freedom absent any moral limitation is just a chaos world. If it's if it's pure freedom and no religious framework, we can just run around killing each other and there are no consequences. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I'm not sure if this is the point that you're getting at that, that the, the sort of return to traditional values that many of us seek to achieve. I don't think that's done through um, state legislatures or done through Congress, but you have to have those seats just so the attack on those values can be, uh, suppressed a little bit it can be stopped yeah. that's pretty much it runs. uh did you have any other thoughts on it no i didn't thank you um, uh well uh it's always a pleasure to hear from you can i ask um you have any updates are, are on, you still okay in your place of employment yes i actually got tenured 
Ooh. Holy shit, no way. <laughs> you, you really yeah. played that female victim card, I take it. You must have done something like that. Oh, man. Um, they're unrelated. Like, the ah. 10 years just because of successful evaluations. Yeah. They might be able to teach. Can um, you say whatever you want now? Should I find out? <laughs> I don't know. Do you it. you know your boss is better than we do, so yeah. see how much um, you want to test it. I'm going but... to wait a little bit. I have... <laughs> Like two and a half, two and a half years before my leaving the district won't be a financial loss because they're paying for um, tuition and stuff right now. Hmm. So two and a half years, and then we all see if I can go out in a flame of glory. We'll see. <laughs> well, congratulations! That's really great. I'm glad to hear of Thank professional you. success. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thanks thank- for all your doing. Yeah. Th- thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Bye bye. You too. Okay, Saint Steno is up next. Saint, are you there? Yes, sir. What's Hi. on your mind? How's it going, guys? First time caller. Oh, thank um, you. Two things, real quick. Uh, Blonde, did you say it was a pit bull or a no. husky? My dog is a husky. I say my dog. It's a dog that was brought to the marriage. It's he's a but it's a rescue. Yeah, and then a pit bull. Yeah. All right. Well, pit bulls belong in prisons and junkyards. But the pit bull's the, the victim in this The one. pit bull is the victim. He was like an older oh. dog. He didn't even have any teeth. It's a first wow. time for everything, I guess. <laughs> I know. And I advocate for widespread uh, euthanizing of all pit bulls. Hmm. And rescue well, dogs. Yeah. I'm on your team on that one. Is it... Uh, I, I don't... I'm generally familiar, I suppose. People say that pit bulls are... Uh, well, they do a lot of bad things, statistically. That's kind of the... The argument here, or what? That they careful about those statistics, you know? Well, you start talking about, you know, <laughs> the the, the, the hate statistics, statistics of the of the dog world, right? That that uh, right, thirteen percent of the dogs pit bulls are responsible for half the bitings, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's more but like seventy. Is it really that high? It's like you uniquely it's insanely pit high, bulls yeah. or pit mixes. Hmm. The other ones are like pit bull replicas like Staffordshire Terriers and stuff. Although labs right. are up there. Which you, is got, you guys talk like about this. I'm going to see if I can track down the data. I bet they, yeah, I bet it's like dogs that look like labs, but they're like 20% pit bull. Hmm. So but, anyways, know, it's two my point dog's times fault, more so likely to bite. Pit bulls are responsible for 60% of all injuries and 63% of ocular injuries. So eyes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I just it's weird just to say the like, way you said that but I just biting eyes or something is that what they do it's just a weird well, they try to rip your face off okay That's... all right uh, 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 anyway so I don't did you want to just talk pit bulls or did you have anything else on your mind no I had a real question all right uh, you're talking about uh, drag queen story hour and, yeah yeah and maybe showing up yeah and I was thinking uh because, like, last night I heard about this. Yeah. Uh, the uh, possible red flag laws getting passed federally. Sounds, well, it's, it's so the what the bill they're passing is uh, it is not federal red flag. It is uh, bribe money for states mm. to set up their own red flag programs. So it, if, if your state does it, the feds will give them a grant to support the enforcement of that red flag law. Right. So previously I was like thinking that's something I'd go to jail over is drag queen story hour in my 
town. Uh-huh. Um, not so I, sh- I should have gone is what you're saying. I missed out. <laughs> I'm saying I would have. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't have missed the pediatric appointment for my kid. Well, I turns out I should have missed it. I, that was, uh, I didn't need any of that. I didn't need to go get uh, tranny propaganda and have the pediatrician look at his eyes for about five seconds and then leave. That was all it was. <laughs> totally worth yeah, it. Really. Yeah. He'll he'll remember it and that'll be a cherished memory for you. Yeah. But now with this happening, and I live in a state that is um governed by a witch. So it's very possible that Ooh, which witch? I mean, is there more than one? Hokel, Whitmer. Is it one of those two? Or are there more? Yeah, it witches? definitely rhymes with Hitler. Okay. All right. So yeah, my question for you is if that did pass in your state, it might not in, in your particular situation, mm-hmm. but if it did, would that make you hesitate going and showing up to one of these things? Oh, red that, flag? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd be very nervous just in the line of business that I am, that that something I say or do on the internet would that that would be weaponized against me. And that's that's one of the reasons I've already been in communication, the swatting stuff and all that. I've, I've you know, I've gone down to the sheriff's department and told them someone makes a call about this address or under this name. You need to verify that because there are people who would want to weaponize you as law enforcement against me. Um, But if but if if red flag passes and they have an obligation to act on that, it's not just like a discretionary matter. Yeah, I, I would be. I wouldn't just be nervous about showing up to events like that. I'd be nervous on the internet, period, like doing what I do normally. I don't know that it would stop yeah. me, but I w- it would be on my mind. It certainly would. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't see it. A, we'll have to see how this plays out. I know it's already been deadly in Maryland, and there are a couple other examples where red flag raids have gotten people killed so uh we'll see i i i hope that this law doesn't actually change the landscape much that there aren't that many states out there that are kind of on the fence about red flag and decide that the federal bribe is worth it to enact it um but but we'll see uh, maybe it yeah will we change. weren't gonna pass it based on constitutional grounds but you know that money oof well, yeah, like in a state like Montana or Idaho or Wyoming, it's not going to happen even if they offer a billion dollars in federal money. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But a state like, uh, well, I don't know. Do you have red flag in Michigan? No, thankfully, we do not have red but flag in Michigan. But a place like Michigan, I could certainly see it where the it's a purple state. You know, it's got a Democrat governor. I don't know what your legislator legislature's makeup is, but a place where it's where the parties Wimps. are more competitive. I could certainly see it happening. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should be more worried about this than I am, I guess. I didn't mean to worry you. I was just asking if that would be a consideration. <laughs> if I, if I lived in that kind of place, for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I'll, I'll, I'll give the question back to you. Do you, do you feel like, let's say that Michigan passes it. Um, and I don't know how active you are politically, publicly or not, but do you feel like it would influence your behavior? I kind of do knowing what guns are for protecting my family i kind of mm. feel like i wouldn't be as outspoken out in the community because i feel like that's kind of a priority and i don't want to risk that hmm. yeah that in essence they're asking you to that your first amendment rights 
or the price you pay to retain your Second Amendment rights. That's kind mm-hmm. of the deal that's been set up, which is really twisted. Yeah, because the Second Amendment was there to protect the First Amendment. Right. Hmm. Well, uh, hopefully none of this crap happens. I guess that's that's what we have to hope for. When is uh, when is Whitmer up for election next? Hopefully she gets November third this year. Yep. Oh, Seriously? Okay. So maybe she's oh, gone. Oh, she's this toast. Year. What's the polling? Well, let me see that before <clears throat> we uh, wrap up here. Because uh, who's who's challenging her? Has that been decided yet? Or well, you- um, the FBI seems to like removing all of her potential uh opposition right yeah. now a lot of them are getting subpoenaed or whatever for, oh that's right yeah kidnapped uh, i thought you were signa- talking about signature the, uh... fraud or something like that because they yeah. used a teal pen uh really that's what that's about okay. there, there's a lot of different it wasn't just one there was like uh three major it wasn't uh, the one guy at contenders. the Capitol on January 6th or something like that? Or is that a different state? Maybe that's Pennsylvania. One of them was, yeah. Oh, not okay. all three of them, though. But one of them was, yeah. So they haven't... Uh, oh, the primary's not until August 2nd. So this is a long time until the Republican challenger is even decided. And in early polling, there, there, there are three who are running, um, or at least three leading Republican candidates. Whitmer has massive leads over all of them, but these polls are kind of few and far between and we'll see when there's actually one who's uh on the ballot if maybe this shifts a little bit i can't imagine voting for whitmer affirmatively but apparently there are people who do that who i don't know they exist they're all around uh saint steno yeah some of them are actual humans too (laughs) maybe yeah check the graveyard i would uh see that's probably whitmer's biggest uh constituency but and um, the pound (laughs) yeah all right man any uh thoughts before we let you go uh nope thank you guys for taking me yeah thanks for calling it appreciate it have a good night guys okay we are due for another break seriously yeah we're good on uh d live have we plowed through the caller wow word choice um have we gone (laughs) through all the callers no we still have uh I think maybe we've made it through half or a little more than half. So maybe if I rush, I shouldn't say rush, but maybe if I pick up the pace through this last half hour, we can get through everybody. We're good on uh, Tippy Stream and DLive. Matty O says, hi, guys. Did you see Columbus, Ohio uh, devoting police cruisers to Pride Month? Lauren Whitsky, IG saw it. Yeah. She said the cop has some jelly in his donut, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I said, you mean Boston cream pie, Lauren? Ugh. (laughs) Wow. Many of those uh, people probably point. have a... At the time of the declaration, self-defense was handled in a local court. The Crown didn't care what happened locally. They were concerned with challenges to their authority. Castle Doctrine covered self-defense. Hmm. Meant at the time of Constitution, Castle Doctrine stated a man's home was his castle. Self-defense outside the home was implied. I suppose that's true because it's not it's not really a federal issue. But in, in the way that um, we all understand the Second Amendment... To protect us against a tyrannical government, then it shouldn't it have been um, expressly expressly written by this argument? Yeah, I, I have not. Uh, to be honest, I haven't read enough of the federal uh, the Federalist Papers in general. I got a little bit of a, a taste of some of the you know, quote unquote more important ones in school, but I haven't gone back in my adult life and really done the deep dive. And I'm sure you can find a lot of the rationale. Um, for the thinking and the intent 
in uh, somewhere in the Federalist Papers. Um, yeah. And maybe I should do that I, I, because, you know, I'm not a historian of the intent with which that language was written and certainly what that those particular words meant at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just I don't see. I'm open, I suppose, to a, to an alternative explanation to the extent that I'm not a scholar of that terminology. But I, I just don't see what else they would be getting at, if not for defensive self and defensive state. Why else? Yeah. Why else? Doesn't seem to make um, a lot of sense. But maybe there's something I'm missing. Hold on, Mulray. Hi, Trace Diggers. Whimsical question. What percentage of American adult public do you think would assume the role of U.S. president if it was magically offered to them? And what percentage would humbly decline? I think okay. that um, we have a terrible Dunning-Kruger effect in this in this country. And I think that the majority of people would be like, sweet, I'm going to turn things around. <laughs> I would never take that job. Uh, there's a, there's no chance I would take it either. Um, no fucking way. No way. Ruin your you, life. You see how, how much, much they money age? would you have to make? I, I yeah. Honestly, I don't think I would do that for any amount, any amount of money. I wonder how much the polling, it'd be interesting to see if you could poll people, if you could magically become president, would you, what that polling would look like. And then if you changed it to king, as in, I have the power to enact whatever I want uh, individually or solely through my own power. I wonder if that would make people more or less inclined. Because See, I would take that job. Well, part of the problem, not the problem, part of the um, part of what's discouraging about becoming president, if you were to magically become it, is you at least constitutionally have a whole bunch of constraints on your power. So. Yeah, you're in a position of power, but there's not actually that much you can do. You have to. There's a whole bunch of hurdles that you have to jump through to get anything done. If you're king. So you you're just, king. First day. What do you do? One thing. Uh, what What do I do? Unilateral decision making power. You can do anything. I become the king of this country as it exists right now. Mm hmm. I I say uh, democracy right, ceases to exist. It's like a typical. Where do you thing. store the nukes and how do you aim them at DC? <laughs> yeah, really. The, that's uh, hypothetically, um, Susan. That's a good one, man. You could first day though. You could start deporting people big time. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I don't. I just think that almost all the problems that we have in this country politically originate uh, in DC. Like if it if it just if it ceased to exist as a political entity, Susan, um, I think that there's a lot of uh, prosperity to be achieved. So you would, um, some people would be responsible for their treason. They would have to. Well, that's the great thing about nuking DC is you, you also get all those people who are treasonous. It's two birds, one stone. You just want to do that because of all the minority children living there. Of course. Three birds, one stone. Really? (laughs) Uh, Hillbilly Deluxe. It's these long, uncomfortable, awkward pauses that I tune in for. Here, have some filthy lucre. Tell those (laughs) hamsters to run faster. Run, 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 run. We are great with long, uncomfortable pauses and trying to find the chats that we should have queued up, but don't. (gasps) I know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, We'll we'll circle back. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll catch up with your chats at the end of the stream. Let's see. Um, um, I'll have to just circle back with you. I'll try to uh, be a little quicker here. and Maybe we can get through tonight's callers. Uh, locks are masculine objects. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's I was just on your talking mind? to uh, Dangerous Spaces about Vegemite, and he was giving me all the inside scoop. I've tried Ooh. it. It's disgusting. It's salty and gross. Yeah. 
was he was telling me you do a real thin layer on top of buttered toast. Yeah, and then I could see that being okay. I, I don't that know. is obscene. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I I can't imagine that being uh, good in any context, but. It also just looks gro- gross. It doesn't help. It doesn't taste good, but it also looks disgusting. It looks like uh, pureed leeches or something like that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Here, <laughs> let me smear some of this duck shit on my toast. <laughs> yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it, isn't it like a beer byproduct? Like they scrape it out of the bottom of beer barrels? Oh. Is that like, what like they do? Yeast or something? It, it looks like it came from somewhere disgusting. Yeah. I could believe yeah. that. Yeah. Now I'm curious. Matt, I, I, uh, I have two things in common with you that okay. I'm meaning to, to mention. So my my firstborn son is also named Calvin. Oh, cool! Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, he's he's almost six now, but well, so. still, congratulations! <laughs> six years later, they're due. <laughs> um, and I also love the the deluxe crap singles. Everybody does. They just don't want to admit it. Why, yeah, why is it so commercially going. successful? If people oh, don't like it, they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in this because people are I'm disgusting. Right? Lots of disgusting <laughs> things are commercially successful. I'm not. I, I might have to switch back to the budget singles in in, in this economy. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. That's, that's fair. I don't know. No, yeah, that's the thing. The Again, pack. it's not hate for other cheeses. All right. It's like it's the same thing where people are like, it's not hate for other cultures. All right. I don't hate other cheeses. I'm I'm just a deluxe supremacist. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tillamook, Tillamook's fine. They got some good stuff going on. But, you know, you you, you make a burger, you put. You put the deluxe craft single on there. It's awesome. And, I, you know, I can't argue that when you get like a block of cheese from Tillamook or some other, you know, upscale cheese maker, you slice it up. Yeah, it, it has a, a the flavors are distinct. All those different cheeses have distinct flavors. I get it. However, nothing melts with the with the ease and the uh, the perfection that a craft deluxe single melts with. It, whatever. I'm, it's whatever. a perfect melt. Yeah. <laughs> Blonde's disgusted. Yeah, you know what wasn't disgusting was was Blonde's interviews recently. Those were those were top notch. Thank you. Yeah, I thought there I, were I some good conversations. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd actually heard Kevin McDonald speak before. Speak. He was, yeah. he was great. Mm. Yeah. It's so and, so uh, such a bummer that his son's not talking to him. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. That that that's, that's a huge so sad. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Boy, he's gonna regret that, like missing out on his father's genius because he like couldn't handle the racism or whatever. Do you have anyone uh, on on your on your want list for for future interviews, or do you not want to give that? Yeah, away? I would love to get Peter Hitchens. Oh yeah, he's good. Um, like but him. that seems like kind of a big get. And then it's like an intellectual so far outside of my wheelhouse. Do I even have any right to be speaking with him? Hmm. But if I could yeah. ever get him on, it would be um. That would just be glorious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, g- question for you guys. I, I feel like it kind of goes along with with Kim uh, and and kind of her topic. But um, what, what do you guys think we change all this? I mean, do you think that conservative values can really be instilled culturally through, you know, uh, persuasion and and or subversion like uh, like the left has done, or do you think I mean, I don't know. I feel like the left ideas kind of appeal to your lizard brain, so it's kind of easy to, to get them in that way, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can convince people of right-wing ideas like that very easily. No, you can't. I mean, we can't propagandize people to to be morally good. It comes from finding that center of your humanity 
And the only way to do that is through Christian faith, through like genuine Christian faith. Um, so no, I, in, in the, in the absence of a religious society, there's no freaking way we're going to be able to return to any kind of moral, good centered culture. Yeah. You, Matt, are you, are you hoping for a religious revival? Is that your, Oh, your I, I, I would love that as someone who is admittedly kind of, um, well, I suppose you could say I'm even like religious skeptical, I suppose. I mean, I'm doing this Bible study with an open mind. Uh, I don't consider myself like a, a man of faith necessarily, but I'm interested in it for exactly those reasons. Like I, whether or not I, I believe in, in the story, which is what I'm giving a chance, uh, giving myself a chance to do right now. I, I can't sit here and deny if I pick my neighbors, I know who I want them to be. And they are people who are uh, living a traditional lifestyle and, and have a traditional faith. So even if it's just for purely practical reasons, which I know isn't necessarily philosophically satisfying to a lot of people, myself included, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get there, but just as, just as how society functions, I can't deny that you want that revival for society to work at its best. So I, I would love to see that. Um, uh, it was interesting. You used the word uh, propaganda blonde. And I, I, I don't think that that's inappropriate because that's, that's what the opponents of traditional values do. They propagandize against them, but it's um, the reason traditional values are, are so great is because they don't require propaganda because they're, they're based on right. a fundamental truth. You don't have to, you don't have to shill for them. You don't have to yeah. propagandize for them um, because they are, they're, they're somewhat self-evident and, mm -hmm. I don't know how to how to get people to buy into that um, more than they already should. I, I don't know. I, I, if I had the answer to your question, I'd probably, I don't know. I suppose I'd be uh, a lot more convincing on this stuff. I, I don't know how to get yeah. people to buy into it other than, you know, it's kind of the point that Blonde, you made in your, uh, your Netflix hit piece, that there are certain... There are certain instincts that I think that we have that we're being propagandized against. If we could somehow just find a way to get people to follow uh, a lot of your instincts on these on these issues about the, the the roles of men and women generally and about how you find happiness in that family structure. A lot of that is instinctive. And but we won't have to do that because hmm. destitution is the solution that's, yeah, to, me, that's to many of these problems. I mean, I talked about this God, with you Kevin need McDonald. need to run for office on that. That's great. Destitution is the solution. <laughs> yeah. Well, when women um, can't eat and people are starving, like you're not going to have time to be some blue haired tranny or yeah, whatever sure. the fuck. You're going to you're going to have to immediately get into the best sexual market value you can possibly provide and then mm. link up with some dude that can keep you alive maybe. Yeah. Who probably I, I, has I, a harem, so like get it together, fatties. Uh, that sounds plausible to me. I I I, I can get with that. I, I just I just worry that there's too much anger and envy and hatred in the black community for for destitution to even Phase them in terms of not hating whites. Well, that's true too. That all whites are racist, and they're way better at being poor. So <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's a skill right? that has been developed. I am serious. Poverty right. is a skill. Being able to sure. live a, a like a somewhat fulfilled life with with nothing it's it's a very good skill to have. You saw The Walking Dead. The only thing that was good about that show, the only people that were alive by like episode two were white hicks and black people. That's exactly what <laughs> no, would happen. But see, then they went, 
in later seasons, they discovered a secret society of Muslim lesbians <laughs> Muslim who would actually. <laughs> yeah. There is like That's a plausible. blind, fat yeah. Muslim woman. I was like. First person to die. What is that's, this? Like that's season about where 10? I tapped out. I was done at that point. Yeah. Well, the, I think the Muslims are going to make it. Yeah. yeah. They I, might. I, <laughs> well, they might. That they, they they too are really good at living in poverty, and um, they have large families. They're highly fertile, and they have religious conviction, and they mm. keep their women in, under control. So we yeah. can't compete with that right now. All yeah, right. I, I got into some arguments in a comment section with some black people earlier this week, and. Re- really black pilled me you know i was like oh yeah i was like oh man you guys are so like hateful and envious like it's just it's so deep like this is bad (laughs) i don't know how you guys are gonna get out of this it is it is really bad i mean and this white savior complex is not going to stop black people from hating our guts all right so uh Uh, i don't know who's got a white pill what how are we going to close this conversation (laughs) Destitution is the solution. Let's stick with that. All right. Well, I let Blonde had a better. Whether you think destitution is the ultimate solution or not, I think Blonde had a better answer than I did. But before we let you go, do you have any other points for optimism for how to restore those kinds of values? No, I'm. I'm I'm not gonna. You know, no. I'm not even gonna go any further with that. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate the. (laughs) Thanks uh, a lot, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate the attempts. (laughs) Good luck with the internet debates. Godspeed. I wish you, I wish you luck and fortune. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. All right. Just when we got a little bit spicy, here comes Phil to uh, assuredly spice it up. Hey, how we doing? Phil, what's on your mind? Oh, oh, the guy ahead of me was spicy too, huh? Um, A little bit. He, uh, he was trying to, well, he talked about uh, debates of color that he's had online and they didn't go well. That's, Okay. No, he said oh. he was just lurking and everybody was talking about how they hate white people. Oh, he wasn't true. Even, oh, I thought he was participating. He was just observing. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Maybe. Well, it's a little hard to debate with somebody who's a standard deviation IQ beneath you. So, you know, that's a whole Phil. other discussion. Phil. <laughs> Phil, that's naughty. All right. <laughs> anyway. Well, I did have a, I had one thought and then if that's it, that's it. But the, you had the caller last week that had talked about a, potential for a red brown alliance oh yeah and um i don't oh, yeah, say it's yeah. to, i'll say it's to take a shot at him i think he came in good faith but yeah yeah one of one of the um major issues with assuming that's possible is that the reds are internationalists and the uh browns are ultra nationalist hmm. and it's like trying to mix oil and water like you can't be universalist and then uh, care about a particular group of people or a particular area at the same yeah. time like it's and just so no, people understand really no square that circle what i couldn't understand reds and browns refers basically to commies and fashy people more or less right that Basic, would be... basically yeah okay. yeah yep and i mean we all know that in some respects like the browns were a reaction to the to the reds yeah i mean the time frame is at least not too negotiable like it's kind of obvious which one came first and which one came second. But that's also kind of like what goes on in the Republican Party in some respects, too, with like this combination of like the more socially conservative folks or the, like the the people who are less or more center right or maybe a little further right, obviously, versus like the libertarians who are more um, libertarianism is kind of utopian, I guess. It just makes assumptions about humanity that. I don't think are really 
widespread. Um, mm-hmm. But that just sort of comes into conflict here again. Like I say, you have a like a social conservative person and uh, somebody who's more center or center left, maybe even voting for the same party, but not getting exactly what they want. Maybe I'm butchering all this, but yeah, I just don't. I, I think the caller's point was that there's kind of an anti-establishment thread that runs between both or through both. And I, yes, there is, but for different reasons. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that, that that alone is enough to have uh, some kind of the only Alliance I could see forming is purely for destructive purposes, not for the sake of actually building anything. And sometimes destruction is constructive in sort of a paradoxical or counterintuitive way. But um, to your point, like I, I could see a red Brown Alliance to um, destroy Washington as it currently exists, but what would they build in its place? I don't think that they could share a society that would build mm-hmm. something constructive out of that. Yeah. No, they can't because again, the universalists want what was it? The universalists, the uh, the communists wanted a uh, a workers' paradise to unite the to destroy nations and to unite the working classes and what put their net their foot their foot on the uh, neck of the bourgeoisie and the elites or something. Yeah. Um, and whereas the brown shirts were trying to defend a particular place and a particular people, and you really cannot square that circle. So you either yeah. like you really have to be one or the other. But anyway, I'm repeating myself over and over and over. Yeah, no, I, I I'm in agreement with you on that. I don't uh, I don't see a lot coming out of that one. Um, but uh, but did you have any other uh, thoughts or anything you want to talk about or just that? Well, that was that was the gist of it. I mean, if you had any questions you want to ask me, but I don't want to. No, I think we're basically on the same page I, I, uh, on that on that point. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even give a good uh, steel man for that case, really, other than like, yeah, maybe they team up for the wrecking ball. That's about it. But mm-hmm. all right. Oh, I think. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate it. Bye. Okay. Got a couple minutes left. Let's try Raggle Fraggle. Raggle Fraggle, are you there? Hi. I got nothing. Do you? Can you hear him? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't hear him at all. I can. Okay. Well, this is going to be interesting because if I can't hear him, the stream can't hear him. Oh, never mind. We got to give you the boot because Skag can't hear you, so the stream can't hear you. I'll tell uh, if he can hear you. Can he hear me talk? Well, can you hear Skag? It, he can hear you. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to drop you in the technical problems because uh, I can't. I can't hear you at all. I don't double check here. I don't have you muted or anything like that. So. Yeah, uh, let's try uh, in a minute, uh, Raggle. I'm sorry about that, but uh, I just can't hear you. And if I can't hear you, the stream can't hear you, and that's not good listening. So. The best listening. Yeah. Uh, But actually, we don't have another caller ready to go. So perhaps. um, I'm getting roasted on Reddit. I just, God, this is terrible. Oh, no. What? You're getting roasted? Well, yeah, for my Jared Taylor conversation. This, This whole thing, these leftists are just. It's insane. People are talking about how like white people are more dangerous than black people because they got beat up as kids and stuff like that. It's he did say Negro on my stream like a few times, <laughs> which, which wasn't great. <laughs> okay, uh, here's the solution: stop going to read about yourself on Reddit. That's but uh, but I want to. And they also call me a Karen, which I take issue with. I take yeah. umbrage with this because 
this is a term invented by the right to talk about left people in the mask situation. It has nothing to do with my actual or perceived racism. Uh, that Yeah, I suppose that term has been kind of um, co-opted. Yes. And yeah. You can't have it. Anyway, uh, we got another caller here. Let's try Tom. Tom, are you there? Yes, I am. How you I doing? I can hear you, Tom. What's up? What's on your mind? All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, favorite cartoons. Now, now you you're younger than than uh, me, so you're a different yeah. generation. So, uh, my favorite cartoons. Let me just go back. Huckleberry Hound, Flintstones, Jetsons, Top okay. Cat. That's all in the sixties. Yeah. Johnny Quest was pretty good. Sorry, it was in '97. So that's that's a little bit later, and then lately, when with with my youngest son, uh, fairy god godparents. Oh, I don't know cartoons like of all time. I don't know any of these. Yeah, I don't know the recent ones. That's for sure. Um, But but can um, let's say I didn't have uh, my parents didn't have cable TV when we were really young, so I had to go to my grandma's to see cable TV. So whenever I go to whenever I'd go to my grandma, I'd be like Nickelodeon time, you know. Did you watch Ren and Stimpy? Oh, of course. Loved Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> Gotta love Ren oh, and Stimpy. Uh, but I mean, I, I I watched like the entire Nickelodeon lineup in the early to mid 90s. And, uh, you know, I liked uh, I liked Ren and Stimpy was probably my favorite, though. Top. Yeah. Top. Um, let's see. And, and as far as uh, well, uh, does does like Lion King that counts as a cartoon? Does it not? What? Uh, it's a movie. Yeah, but it's an animated movie. You can't count movies. Okay, fine. No what Lion, is this? No Lion King. But Lion King remains... Uh, like, I can't wait to watch The Lion King with my son when he's old enough to get it. That's going to be really fun. Uh, but if, t- if it's just... If it's TV uh, cartoons, then yeah. Like, the, the early to mid-90s Nickelodeon lineup is really all I watched. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you have others, Blonde? Uh, growing up. Okay, let's see. I watched Ren and Stimpy. I watched, um, Pe- I loved Pepper Ann. It was just, that's a deep cut. Nobody knows. Mm. Nobody knows that. And then, um, let's see. Man, I don't, I don't even remember. Cartoons? Powerpuff um, Girls? No. <clears throat> Help me out, live chat. I, yeah, I, I, I can't I, remember. I, Extras Laboratory? Oh no! I never, I never watched that one. That's Pinky like, and the Brain. I like. Oh Pinky. yeah, yeah. SpongeBob was after my time. Yeah, I never I'm got into SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Let's see. There was an Animaniacs uh, period okay. for me. Yeah, hey Arnold! There I, it is. I never got okay. super into Hey Arnold, but I watched enough. Football Head and Helga. Oh, and uh, Doug. Yeah. Oh, Doug. Yeah. Doug and Patty Mayonnaise and Roger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Is there a reason you bring it up? You're just trying to take a uh, trip down memory lane or what? Well, that and I like to get to know you guys. So, you know, I ask you these these type of questions to to see. I don't know what what your level of uh, what we have in common. Ah, well, my cartoon familiarity is uh, about the same depth as my movie familiarity, unfortunately. So I'll probably leave you a little bit disappointed on that one. But uh, did you have any other thoughts before we let you go? Yeah. Um. Where does the we'll do it live bit ah. come from on your on your? Uh, is it Keith Overman? 
No, uh, close. Uh, but it is originally Bill O'Reilly. So if you just Google Bill, Bill O'Reilly, will do it live. You will see. He used to be on. I think it was Inside Edition or one of those entertainment kind of shows, uh, or kind of like more infotainment type news shows. And it's a famous recording of him in between a commercial break, and his staff is trying to get him to say, "All right, next up is Sting to play us out." And he can't understand what that means and why that's on the teleprompter. And so he's telling them, "I don't know what the hell that means. You're gonna have to change that. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck. Everybody, shut up. We'll do it live. Go, go." And he's just a, a legendary freakout. And I've always loved that um, that clip personally. But it's always it's also particularly relevant in the in, to me to the intro to a live show because even though yeah. we're not qu- quite on right. that level of improvising that he was in that moment when you're doing something live it's like all right fuck it we'll do it live there's no you get one take there's no oops He's I messed so up so mad though yeah it's a great clip Bill O'Reilly will do it live if you've never seen it all right well thanks for the background yeah. Uh, appreciate it. And speaking of cartoons, it was redone uh, on Family Guy. Stewie as Bill O'Reilly, do it redoing <laughs> really? the bit. So sometimes, I'll, about half the time, I'll use the Stewie version of it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. You as well. All right. Yeah, such a great moment. Rivaled only by Lawrence O'Donnell's "Stop the Hammering," which is more recent. That was something different, right? Yeah. Stop the hammering. I, I understand where he's coming from though. that would be so annoying and there's like the, somebody's mowing my lawn uh, mowing a lawn right now and like yeah. I, I want to go slit their throat somebody get up there right now and stop the hammering <laughs> and the, he has this moment in there where there was another part of it it wasn't just the hammering for some reason he was receiving a signal of like or the radio or some kind of ad in his earpiece yeah. and so he's freaking out about that and at one point he just he's had enough of it he, he has this moment where he goes <sighs> like this and if you're <laughs> If you're listening, you won't be able to see what I'm doing, but it's just his physical frustration is Uh, so amazing. So that's another one to Google is Lawrence O'Donnell stopped the hammering. And that was like 2017, 2018 that that one. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we owe last word to our, uh, friendly call screener, dangerous spaces, Mr. Spaces. I assume you wanted to have a call tonight, but I don't, I don't know that. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you want to, uh, discuss an item, the floor is yours. Yeah, right. I apologize in advance if I happen to cough down the mic. I kind of have been feeling better from... By the way, I got influenza A. I went to the doctor after a hangout oh, hang so on uh, All right. Monday. Not monkeypox and test. not Rona. Yeah. No, no. Um, so kind of feeling a little bit better each day, but everything still hurts. I'm still coughing a fair bit. And the, You're telling me... Decided to- there's, there's what, like five flu diagnoses in all of Australia for the year, and you're one of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just lucky like that. So. The flu still exists, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Turns out it does. So. Well, thank um, you for yeah. uh, thank you for doing your call screening duties despite the illness. I appreciate it. Well, I was feeling fine when I first woke up, and then my throat just gave out just before the show. I'm like, oh, shit. Hmm. It's over. That's not good. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, so tonight I kind of, I wanted to talk about, and I assume you guys probably know what this is, but I'll, for anyone else that's not familiar with the term Munchausen syndrome, yeah, uh, uh, or the alternative version Munchausen by proxy, yeah, I've um, heard it, but uh, refresh my memory just so I know exactly what it refers to. 
So Munchausen syndrome is you either fake an illness or you just make yourself ill. So you like take something that's going to cause nausea stuff, okay. stuff like that um, to basically garner the sympathy and the support that people give and all that. Right. You, you, you know, you intentionally, you, yeah, you either lie or you make yourself ill. You victimize uh, yourself Munch- with an illness of some kind. Yeah. Real yeah. or, Munchausen or, by yeah. Prox- so then you have Munchausen by proxy, which is the more common version you that do it gets to your talked kid. about, which is someone does it to someone else. And yes, it's most commonly parent to child. It's basically most commonly a person that's in a position of care or they make a person ill so they can put themselves in a position of care. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just, just to set the groundwork for people. Yeah. So I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at the trans issue these days. I don't know if technically it could be called Munchausen, but I'm like, is this just an explosion of essentially that that sort of disorder of I'm going to convince my child that they're trans or I'm going to just outright lie and go, you know, they're not old enough to understand. I'm going to outright lie just to get the same sort of thing of that, that sympathy, that support, that, you know, oh, you're such a good person for... For the you know, it strikes me like is it just real? Does that seem like an extension of the same sort of thing? It is, from- but there's so much social acceptance that they don't think that they're doing anything wrong. People with right. Munchausen's uh, have awareness of their behavior. Well, that and that's where I kind of also wanted to kind of take this in terms of of there is a lot of social acceptance, but I kind of look at it and go, so which do you think came first? Do you think this explosion came first? And there's been acceptance. Uh, no, hang on. No, what was I trying? To, what was I thinking? No, no, no uh, that was no. Sorry, sorry again. Unwell. I'm not really thinking very well tonight. No, this I get is, what you're um, saying. Dangerous spaces the, no, is exhibiting sorry. Munchausen himself. He's faking illness for sympathy. He is. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. The thing I was going to point it to was social media and the idea yeah. of. Do you think social media caused it? Um, in terms of social media came into existence, it's created a bunch of narcissistic people, or do you think it's always existed and then social media has just highlighted and, and shown how how big? Oh, I, I think social issue. media has uh, really worsened the problem because An uh, number problem. one, you you can yeah, I'm sure it probably existed to some extent, but now now you can advertise it right um, to a much broader audience. Yes, and yeah. that audience also is incentivized to participate in the affirmation because, oh, look, I liked this post about trans pride or something. Pat You're on the so back. Great. I'm a good person. Write a comment as a, a gesture to demonstrate how good of a person I am. And there's there's all, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, obviously this is something that existed to some extent before people could advertise it on the internet. But if your theory is right, that this is simply a, a gesture or a, a public display for people to affirm uh and you expand the ways that you can make that public display which is all social media is of course you you have a much bigger and broader audience and a much bigger and broader incentive to do it yeah 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 so but, that, yeah, that'll make curious. sense to me but the, i was it, just it, curious on what you thought on that because it just strikes me that that it, it's all sort of become this big perfect storm of of 
of that sort of thing existing. And I was kind of curious what you guys thought of, because, you know, because you're right, Munchausen has existed for ages. There's very famous stories. They've made, uh, I think the TV show The Act was about that. I can't remember the name of the... um, Gypsy Rose. That's the one. Thank you. I was like, I can't remember the name of the family or the the girl that that happened to. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely existed for a while. It's just a case of, has it really highlighted the cases? Uh, you know, what is it? Because it just seems like everything sort of come together to take that idea. There are polls and- or certain pieces of data currently suggesting that that Gen Z, something approaching a quarter to a third of them identify as either gay or transgender. Yep. I mean, look no further than that. The generation that was uh, totally raised on the Internet. You know, our our generation is kind of right on the bubble where a lot of us grew up without the full force of it. And we kind of came yeah. like we came to age at the time that the Internet was also coming of age for a lot, a lot of these younger kids. It's always been there. And, and it's always been there, you're, yeah. the argument, I guess, Thank is God that we didn't always have this. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, not, not that I did anything in my past that's horrifically embarrassing, relatively speaking. But, yeah, there's all, you know, just things I look back on and cringe about that I'm glad aren't really they're not. There's not detailed record of that on the internet. There are things I look back on that I did five years ago and cringe about, you know, but when you're 17, 18, even younger, you do all sorts of of stuff. But the problem, the problem is I was kind of, um, I'm a little bit older than you guys. I was kind of, you know, high school and stuff as Facebook and everything was really becoming prominent. So I do have a lot of, I do have a lot of, you know, I'm not on Facebook really much these days, but you go check out some of your friends page and it's like, Oh crap! They've got all the old photos. Why did I look like that? Why did I do that? You know, <laughs> yeah, some of the embarrassing stuff is on yeah. there. So, so, but yeah. Um, so, where, where do you think the go- where do you guys think it's going to go from here then? Because I, I look the at gay going, war. The gay war is where it's going. <laughs> There's no way out. But well, I, that's the thing. I look at it and go, it can't be sustainable because at no, a certain it's point, it's going to cause too much damage to the point where people are going to go, wait, this is ridiculous. The 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 good feeling you might get from people affirming you and go, aren't you so great as the parent of a trans child or as a trans person themselves, you know, so you say, um, the good feeling you get eventually is going to be outweighed surely by all the destruction, the damage that it's going to cause. And sure. And even that, that good feeling you get, that little dopamine hit, even if it's just someone on your Instagram page, oh, congratulations, proud of you, whatever. That it, to the extent that is a drug-like effect, that has diminishing returns too. That the, you're not going to find l- long-lasting satisfaction in strangers' affirmation of you on the internet. That's just it's yeah. And when you couple that with the destructive things that you're talking about, yeah. And and I don't know how long the public is going to put up with it either. It's like walking into the pediatrics clinic this morning, and I'm thinking, what do you want from me? What? How long? What is it that you don't have that you're after? What, why is this still up? Why is there a, a pride flag and all this virtue signaling? What the hell do you want? Mm-hmm. Other, uh, do you want me to get on my knees and and celebrate? I guess that's unfortunate phrasing in that. That sense. is unfortunate that's phrasing. Yeah. But am I supposed to submit to you and praise you? Like when is this going? When is good enough? When does that happen? Yeah, that and is, I don't. Yeah, that is that is the frustrating thing of of of. And maybe this is a topic we need to do at another time of yeah. the, if you know, whatever you want to do in your own home, that's great. But maybe that was a mistake of, uh, if we didn't push back of that uh, inside their homes, it did kind of make it almost seem like we tolerated them 
bring it outside into the right. rest of society. I was so, thinking about this the other day, like with don't ask, don't tell in the military. Sounds awesome. There's way too much telling now. <laughs> Why does yeah. everyone want to tell stop all the time? Telling. Yeah. Just yeah, stop yeah, telling. That the hangout. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. like, you know, guys, we don't care. The, the fact you're even bringing all this up is irrelevant. You're a military unit. Yeah. That's irrelevant to your job or to your efficiency or to your effectiveness. We, we need it Who everywhere. Cares? It's like, I don't need telling at the pediatrics clinic. I, I don't care. Yeah. What do you, and there's, oh, all are welcome here. Were you a discriminatory place before that? Were gays and trannies not welcome in here last yeah. month? And if so, that, how is that my, pro- that's between you and the person you're discriminating against. I have no, but, yeah. I'm not a party to that. I'm just here for health care for my son. Can you do yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, What's my involvement yeah. in any of this? Well, yeah, like the gas station down the corner from, like, basically at the end of the street, I, I walked down there, you know, a bunch of times during the week just because you can pick up, you know, cheap lollies and, you know, pick up lunch if you haven't done your grocery shopping yet yeah. and stuff. Uh, you walk to the front door and it's got a little rainbow thing of, oh, welcome. And it's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> just sell me fuel. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when were they not? I guess it's just like, is this supposed to be a new policy? When yeah. change in management, all are welcome now. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? And I don't know. anyway, clearly I have. I've, I've said enough about the pediatrics clinic. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. But yeah, uh, yeah. did you have any other thoughts before we uh, let you go? Um, I, I think that's pretty much it. So yeah, apologies to everyone that I wasn't very talkative tonight, and I tried not to cough down the mic too. Much. No, don't apologize. We appreciate your help. Thanks. No worries. Well, you have, guys have uh, nice. Get well, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll do. Thanks. See you later. Hey, what happened to Jared Holt? I don't know. Let's go. You want me to consult Twitter? Well, Right Wing Watch is up my. Again. Oh no, he got he got like fired from Right Wing Watch. Oh, it's somebody else. Yeah, why? What's going on? Um, nothing. They just tweeted about me and used my maiden name. They really think that they're pulling a fast one. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. And they're the ones that posted that Reddit thread. Do they think oh. that this works on people? So it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's not even authentic. It's just, uh, it's uh, Soros bucks, uh, or you know, running some kind of opposition hit piece on you basically it feels good and exhilarating to be yeah. back in the left-wing public eye like this again thanks for the free advertising guys yeah. it does like what is jared holt doing he's a resident fellow at the uh dfr lab which is the atlantic council's digital forensic research lab what a fag cultivating a global <laughs> network of digital forensic analysts to combat disinformation <laughs> That's oh wow! And he has his own crappy podcast. Who listens to it? I don't Apparently, Right Wing Watch Twitter's has three hundred thirty-five thousand subscribers. I just don't believe that. Well, so they're really uh, they're really giving you a lot of play by tweeting out your uh, your interviews. It is the the most racist thing that Jared said in the whole interview. So I was talking about my inner city busing program. Yeah. Although I said they were bused from East St. Louis, but now I don't think they can cross state lines. So these people are probably right about that. Regardless, they were bused from like gross inner city areas. And then Jared or Jared Taylor said, um, a stiff dose of blacks really should cure any illusions about them. A stiff dose of blacks. Whew. Okay. And that's what they've clipped out. Now maybe right wing watch has a point. <laughs> Maybe I they... love talking to him though. He's just he's a unabashed about his language. There's no there's no fear in his speech. Just talking to somebody like that is a freeing experience.
Uh, yeah, I could see that. Obviously, um, I, I don't think based on what I've heard that uh, he and I are in uh, ideological agreement, I suppose. Who cares that you can't talk but, to somebody but, like that? Right. That's not, not you specifically. That's, that's not really what it's about. Like, do, do I think that he needs to be chased off the Internet and banned off the Internet? Do I think he's in a completely unreasonable person? No, I think that he should be free to to make his case. And uh, I don't have a problem with him doing that. So. I've noticed but, that they haven't been putting my channel name on this also. Hmm. This is some orchestrated thing where they like don't want any traffic to come to my existing channel. So they only write about it, but they don't link it. Right. They said after Rebecca Hargraves recounts the horrors of having black students bust into her very wealthy and predominantly white school. Yeah. Why nationalist Jared T- Taylor says blah, 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 blah. So there's no link to my channel. And then in the Reddit thread, yeah. they clearly also post same thing. They only post their content, not not the interview. Right. And then um, in the Netflix thing, they all did the same thing. Yeah, that was linked to like a uh, some kind of repost or a response video. That was blurred out. My yeah. channel name was blurred out. Weird. Well, I suppose it's like uh, omitting the name of a mass shooter. They don't want to give Oh, you- come on. <laughs> All I said is that inner city buzzing is stupid. Nobody likes it. Uh, yeah, which um, Kamala Harris proved herself on the debate stage. Remember that moment when she tried to yeah. <laughs> she tried to call Joe Biden racist because he thought busing was stupid? It is stupid. You know, yeah. those kids had to ride the bus like an hour and a half each way every day. They had to get up at like 5 a.m. I I never had any personal experience with that. I guess I'm kind of surprised that that was still happening when you were in grade school. This is what like. It was still happening when I was in high school. So, yeah. So we're talking like into the 2000s. This was still going on. Yeah. 2006. I guess I just wasn't aware that that was still a thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the only person that experienced this. People leave public schools for this reason. It doesn't seem like it has worked out particularly well. And uh, I would invite the counter argument. Um, the counter argument uh, is that I'm racist, so I should be shot. A bunch of people said fine. that in here. There's a. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. That's the sort of uh, yeah. call to violence that, that is fine on the end. Reddit loves that. Just don't, you know. And Twitter. Yeah. Um, no, but that's the thing is like there, there are two problems there. There's uh, there's sort of forced uh, association issues. And then there's just the practical uh, outcome. And um, even on the, the, the morality of all of these forced associations that they're trying to socially engineer with such a policy, if you can show me that the outcomes are beneficial, um, I'll look at the information. I just, I'm not aware of any evidence that this has produced fantastic educational outcomes for students, uh, which, which is whatever, even if you think your social engineering is important, can we all agree that academic outcomes for students ought to be a priority at school? I know. You like can show it, me evidence of course to it that. should matter. If you can show me evidence to that effect, I'll take a look. But anyway, we're behind on our uh, email questions. If you want to send us an email question, the one and only place to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We will get to those at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. Uh, agnostic Gnostic. Question mark. Is he unsure about his agnostic Gnosticism? I don't know. Uh, close. Sorry for schizo sentences. I try to keep it under the t- uh, tweet limit. Grad school level math, physics, and psychology with a sprinkling of hallucinogens in undergrad lull. All right. Oh, this was the question about synchronicity. Yeah, we didn't synchronicity, understand. yeah. Synchronicity also in the sense of universal patterns that may extend 
beyond 3D meat space perception. What are your thoughts on UFOs, PSYOP, classified human tech, real life aliens or angels? Well, this is uh, clearly a hallucinogen enhanced question. Once I don't again, know. I don't believe in any of this. Do you? Uh, I believe in the, the the probability of aliens. Do I believe that we have encountered Ali- them? aliens? Yeah, no, I don't know about that. But do I, I, I don't know that I'm like given our understanding of that the universe is is effectively infinite. We've kind of talked about this before. Like if you have infinite lottery tickets, mm-hmm. you you have a good probability of winning. Um, the other thing about life on other planets, we assume that life on other planets would have or life elsewhere in the universe would have our same biological properties. Oh, this this planet like Earth is the perfect conditions for life um, to to develop. And that's true in the context of life as we understand it here. But what if there's an entirely different form of life somewhere else that doesn't necessarily operate uh, according to the same conditions or principles that we operate? Yeah. So I'm a believer in life elsewhere. And I think that gets interesting. We've had this question raised too. What does that mean for religious concepts mm-hmm. like if there's life elsewhere does that mean that our creator to the extent that we believe in one to the extent that there is one does that mean they're the same creator different creators how does all that play out how does life on other planets play into our religious understanding mm-hmm. it's kind of a question above my faith pay grade because i'm at a very basic level but i'm working on it yeah uh dude, i can't answer that either hmm. that uh, was um also hallucinogenic psyops psyops you don't even psyops are real things that's it's real things yeah yeah Yeah. so it's just a question of how classified human tech i don't know but it's just a question of how frequent the psyops are not whether or not they exist uh using technology yeah i don't know I, i don't know what that term classified human tech necessarily means i assume maybe it has something to do with uh like bioengineering or um that sort of thing, like de- mm. like developing humans like, from yeah, a technological yeah. perspective. But um, I'll have to punt on that one. Thank you, Gnostic. Uh, it was only s- slightly less hallucinogenic this time, but I appreciate it. Shay Patrick Cormack, is taxation theft? If so, why and how would society function without taxation? Would society be better off if everything was privatized, as ANCAP's claim, even the legal system? Ooh, do you think the unjust power and influence some private companies wield today over American life? is a result of government and that a completely privatized society prevents such monopolies. Mm, thank you. And may the father understand guide both. Mm. Um, a privatized legal system. I think that would be a disaster. Although we're basically there, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they would make that argument. And this, that's one area where I, I don't want to say that I have um, firm opposition because I feel like I don't, maybe I don't understand their perspective completely, but with, with advocates of privatizing literally everything as in the sort of the ANCAP perspective of which I feel like I share a lot of principle alignment. Um, if you make justice itself a commodity to be purchased, what happens to those who can't necessarily purchase it? Or maybe I, I, and to the point you just made, isn't that already sort of the case? Isn't justice right. a purchasable commodity to those who can afford the lawyers who can achieve it in crafty ways that aren't necessarily just. So I'm not coming from the perspective that our current system is perfect either, but to the, to the main question is taxation theft on principle. Yes, it is. It, if we agree that it would be wrong for a group of people to get together and say, well, 50% of us voted that you need to die. So we're going to shoot you in the head because mm-hmm. that's murder. Sure. It was democratically decided murder. 
if we agree that theft is wrong, it's just as wrong for 50% of people to get together and say, well, we voted and we're going to take your shit. Um, that said, does it have practical purposes to fund, I suppose, the legitimate business of government? I, I can grant that point. The, the compromise that I'm willing to make is that to the extent that taxation is theft, it needs to remain strictly in the hands of the state so that it, yeah. when it's when it, and by that, I mean, states, not the federal government, the, the 50 states, so that when taxation reaches excessive levels, um, you have the option to leave. And that maintains at least an element of of consent, even if it's highly inconvenient. The option to leave is better than no escape at all. We've done the opposite where we've put this. Again, a mechanism that is theft on principle in an inescapable central place in the federal government. That makes it even more morally wrong. Yeah. We need to do away with all of that. Well, how would the federal government run without uh, without uh, all of our, our income tax? It, they did it for a century plus. You know, we had tariffs and other things that also are not necessarily ideal on principle. But when you when you talk about taxing um, imports and things like that. As a consumer, at least I, again, have some mechanism of consent as to whether I want to consume those products that are tariffed. It, if we agree with the, the principle that taxation is theft, then we should, or let's say the two premises, taxation is theft, but a necessary evil, which mm. I'm kind of on board with. You, you have to take every step you can to mitigate that evil. And the way that you do that is by maximizing opportunities for people to opt out of its excesses we haven't yeah. done that we've made its excesses mandatory and uh so it's 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 um it's an immorality in that way as far as i'm concerned but do we get to all the pieces of the question i think uh yes yes did you have anything to add on that uh or should we just um i mean i guess the most interesting thing about this question is probably the um the privatization of the legal system. I mean, we yeah. have a multi-tiered legal system, even worse than we have now. How would you um, even do that? I In guess terms of federalism, the legal system is basically like the only thing that they really should do. Uh, and they, uh, even in that context, they would be in, in almost all contexts, the States to me, that's the why states, the States right. have, have police power. But um, I guess I'm trying to think about this. There it, are major it, federal crimes though. Yeah, but, but but strictly speaking, those should be crimes with sort of interstate components or some reason, uh, some interstate reason for the federal government to be uh, involved. Right. Um, as far as privatize, say like you privatize the entire police force. I just I, I, I should probably talk to someone, some like maybe Michael Malice could explain. I'm sure he's a guy who could explain this to me. Let's say that that a guy comes into my house when I'm gone. And robs me blind. Mm -hmm. And I know who did it because I have him on a ring camera or something like that. Right. He hires his own defense force because he's newly enriched by all the fabulous things that I have. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have my own private arrest team to go get him. My own private police force. Is this not just a battle of like a mob war of who can arrest whom or who can kill whom to try to achieve that justice? I just yeah. how would that how is that play out? That and how is that I'm open to the concept insofar as I believe that almost everything operates better privately than it does in government hands but in the, in the concept of justice itself I just it, to me it just seems like factions fighting each other and justice being a product of those with the most might rather than something of underlying moral truth. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll have to learn more about it because I, I just I don't feel like I understand it fully. Did I, anyway, did I read that one? Yeah. Chris M says, hey, faggots, the progressive are acting like uh, progressives are acting like they care about bodily autonomy autonomy again. Do you think uh, they would allow an opinion on abortion from Elliot Page? What about Blair White? <laughs> Probably Elliot Page. Well, but Elliot Page is a man now. Yes. But does they Elliot would Page still have a uterus? He, yes, um, because she's a leftist, so they would allow it. Um, and then Blair White, no. I wonder what Blair's opinion on abortion is. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever I also heard don't uh, know. Blair talk about abortion. But let's say that Elliot Page had a change of heart and decided that abortion was a moral wrong. Do you think that they would tolerate that opinion from uh, Elliot? No, no. So it's just, not. it's just the yeah. I I tend to agree that it. The principle is a smokescreen. It is really just about getting to the end conclusion. Um, yeah. The reason that it's funny that they talk about bodily autonomy again after betraying it in the context of vaccines for the last couple of years now mm. is because they're doing uh, with bodily autonomy, what they do with everything. They conclude first and then they scoop or grasp at some kind of right. explaining principle to backfill <laughs> how they actually got to that conclusion. It's always yeah. backward reasoning. It's conclude first, explain the reasoning second. It's, it's, we have to get here, fill in the rest with band-aids instead mm -hmm. of starting from any fundamental truth and allowing that fundamental truth to guide you to your conclusion in any goes. given situation. Yeah. Um, I guess it's my turn. Oh, Chris, I'm, um, Hey faggots. The progressives are acting like they can't. Oh, no, that was the one I just read. Sorry. Oh, whoops. Um, Blaine. Sorry. I usually Blaine, uh, everything made by human hands will die. If this is true, why does anything matter? Uh, because the best things in humanity are, are when we get that, that touch of divine, you know, like the greatest artwork. It's like there, there's some divinity in that. Hmm. Just because it's made by humans doesn't mean that it that it lacks God. We were made in the image of God. It's, that's a very interesting way to phrase it. I don't know that I've ever heard it that way. Everything made by human hands will die, but it's true. Mm -hmm. I guess the question is, and th th why does why does anything matter? I suppose that's one of the great paradoxes <laughs> of life is that is that everything you are and everything you will ever build will eventually be returned to dust, but you still should and must do it anyway. You have to do it anyway. Yeah. Man, I don't know that I've thought about that paradox of life in that way. But you're right, and it's it's hard for me to say, um, well, to be put on the spot and say, if nothing you ever are or do or build will be everlasting, why should you do it? But I suppose maybe people of faith would disagree with the premise that you are you are not uh, disagree with the premise that you are not in fact everlasting. Isn't there? Mm. Some, there are a lot of beliefs and teachings that that uh you do the right thing in this life and you have eternal life elsewhere after the fact so maybe it's maybe you won't die in that sense but even if you do even if you die and you're just gone you know i suppose my argument would just be just like just like the roller coaster ride ends like does the fact that the roller coaster ride ends mean you shouldn't enjoy the ride that it is while it's happening right and like what if you've done something that has helped ease the struggle of another human during their life doesn't that count for something even though it's all over hmm. that that is up there with the deepest questions i've ever received in the shortest amount of yeah. words holy that that one hit me i appreciate that i, I 
That's uh, he's gonna cry now, guys. Well, it's just a really deep concept expressed really well and concisely. So I appreciate that. Thank you for that one. Uh, Blonde's mom says, uh, Blonde, you've mentioned that you uh, like true crime podcasts. Do you have an opinion on the Amanda Knox case? Boy, does she. I know that you do. Yeah. Some say that I she's love a- talking about this. I thought nobody would ever <laughs> ask me. Some say she's a heartless psychopath and others say she stitched up the Italian police. And it was obviously the black guy who uh, she was stitched up by the Italian police. And it was obviously the black guy who did it. What are your thoughts? Um, okay. So what happened with the, um, what is his name? Rudy Guade. I know almost um, nothing about the case. I know that she allegedly murdered her roommate okay, in Italy. Okay, so what happened was Amanda Knox was this foxy Nazi, smoking hot chick. She was studying abroad. I'll be the in Italy. Of she that. Carry on. she had, but look at her up when she was like twenty. When she was twenty, look her up when she was twenty. Look up foxy Nazi. Anyway, right. so um, her British roommate got raped and murdered in the house that they shared while she had an ironclad alibi and she was somewhere else. Um, then she came into the house and discovered her body. And then she ended up getting charged with the murder and the Italian media played it. Like she was some sex, there was some like sex game gone wrong, but she had some loose association with Rudy Guade, who, um, was convicted of this crime and then, uh, released. She, um, has had her, her, her conviction vacated, but the police clearly planted, um, the bra clasp evidence. They didn't find that until three weeks after she had no motive. And Rudy Guade had a bunch of priors. And after he murdered Meredith, um, he took a shit and then left his shit in the bathroom. And they know that like they, they tested it and everything. Yeah. 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 They, they convicted him, but they said it was like a, a, a sex thing. And Amanda Knox was involved in it. And, and I think that like, there's no evidence that she was involved. Um, and the reason that people wanted to believe this is because she's clearly an icy bitch. And so everybody was like, oh, yeah, it was her. But was it this 19-year-old white American girl or was it this uh, like African guy with a bunch of priors? I don't, I don't what know. What we do know <laughs> is that he raped case. her. We do know that That's he raped a, her. He was convicted for that? Yeah, and we at, do know that he murdered her. And then prior or at the time? At the time, you raped and murdered. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and because she came into the house later after he had left, she like saw a little bit of blood on the ground in the bathroom, hmm. and she thought that she had just had her period or something, that Meredith had just had her period. And so it was this whole thing of like, well, you saw the blood and you ignored it. It was just really unfortunate. The Italian justice system really, um, it just showed how like backwards, <laughs> backwards that country is. Didn't she, uh, she's free now. I forget how that developed. She's free now. Yeah. But she spent four years in jail. And also, um, when she was in prison there, they beat her and to get a confession. And they also told, also told her that she, um, had AIDS like as a psychological <laughs> tormenting okay. method. Um, it was like really backwards, like third world style investigation hmm. fueled by the crazy Italian media. She clearly did not do it. Hmm. Um, but also I don't like her, but that doesn't mean she should be convicted for a murder. She clearly didn't commit. Has she spoken publicly about this since constantly? She talks about it all the time. She like won't shut up about it. She's got her own podcast and everything. And okay. she's all into equity and pride and everything like that. So, you oh, know, what? she's dead to me. She belongs in jail. Yeah, but come on. I mean, <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, okay. Yeah. It's, is it my turn? Uh, yeah. Barbie's. Wow. What, what just happened? 
Barbie's butt plug. Come on, guys. Um, is overpopulation a worldwide problem? Is human population growth out of control? Is too many human are too many humans bad for the planet? If so, do humans have a moral obligation to moderate their numbers? Does even asking this question make me a Nazi? Um, the entire concept of overpopulation—it's a leftist trope. I, I don't know how it's really entered the mainstream consciousness. But if we lived like we do in, uh, like they do in Tokyo, every man, woman, and child on the entire planet could fit in Texas. I don't know if you've driven across this country, but it's filled with vast swaths of totally um, undisturbed farmable land. Like this, there's a whole this lot of nothing in Wyoming huge. and Nevada. I'll tell you yeah. that much. Yeah. Um, Africa's like that too. There are a lot of uninhabitable parts of the world, but this entire concept of overpopulation is is just untrue. Um, I, I don't know a lot about what, uh, say, stats and, and data would say about that. So I'm kind of shooting from the hip, but I will say that, uh, what makes us such a, um, well, what's, what's, what's made humanity so remarkable is our ability to adapt. And so uh, I'm pretty confident that whatever challenges we may have presented to us by created by the natural world or created by ourselves, we will find ways around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, um, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever. Like it's it, to me, it just seems morally backward for someone to consider whether or not they should have children based on their assessment of whether or not the planet can accommodate. It's bizarre, right? Uh, we're God's I, children. We were given the earth to be fertile and multiply. And then we're like, global warming. It's really weird. The whole thing's bizarre. I, I think that it's the um, I wonder what the, the there has to be a number of humans that, uh, clearly there is a finite number of humans that the earth could physically accommodate both with space and the resources necessary to sustain their life. I wonder what that number would be, but it's got to be massively like exponentially greater than what the world population currently is. And the world population is already what, like 6 billion people, 7.2 billion. Okay. So even more than that, but I don't, I don't think that's even close to what the the world actually could handle. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not a fan of the premise, but uh, maybe I'm missing something. Anyway, Kitchen Sink says, on the issue of gun control, it seems the proponents of it will not rest until they have control. Uh, and we know the reason why. Petty tyrants aside, I, I find it is also the issue on which many ignorant people are willing to go shooting and experience it with someone knowledgeable they trust. Uh, do you know of any other issues where people are both re, capital R-E-E, tarded? And yet possibly amenable. Hmm. It seems possible. well, um, I, I maybe I'll consider the, the topic of abortion, which is weird because the, the re's on abortion are about as loud as they get. Yeah. However, the moral issue at stake is about as meaningful as it gets. And I do think that people are, um, persuadable on it. And I say that as someone who has been myself, you know, I, I think that, uh-oh. Oh, there we go. Remember when your camera did this weird thing before where it would go to this wide angle? Now it did it again. Why? I don't know. That's fine. We can we can go with that. Um, but I think abortion is an issue where a lot of people have and are changing their minds. And, and maybe they're only changing their minds relative to how extreme the progressive perspective on it has become. But that's one, uh, that's one that I think um, that I actually have a lot of... Uh, optimism about both because i think as science develops and it becomes increasingly clear uh i suppose or or more clear than than is claimed 
what in fact is a life, when life begins, all of those things. It'll it'll be harder to just, or when we even have technology like artificial wombs, it'll be harder to justify this justify sort of thing. Justify it. They'll, they'll still I, find a way. But I but I also think that um, that the reality of life is something that the reality of your own life experience is something that's bound to change your mind. And for me, um, I was already persuaded by the time my son was born. So it, the birth of him didn't necessarily change my perspective in a major way. It was actually um, a lot of my wife's story being, uh, you know, an unplanned pregnancy, her being adopted and me realizing the value of her life has something inherent. It's not just because her, yeah. her teenage mom decided that it had some value or something. It had some inherent life to it, regardless of the so-called choice that she made. So that was really transformational for me. But, but even if I hadn't changed my mind by then, I feel like the birth of my son would have, would have changed your mind. right? So even though, People probably starting as soon as late this week will be out in the streets screaming nonsense about the so-called right to murder their children in utero. Um, I think people are pretty available on that one. Uh, that's one where I think minds can and are changing. Yeah, but is that really what they're asking? The question? Yeah. Well, do you, people are both. I guess amenability, not enthusiasm. Yeah, okay. that's what, like both both screeching retarded and also available to be persuaded. That that's the issue that comes to mind to me. Outside of guns, I suppose. Okay. Um. Wow. Do, I don't even know how to. I shooting. What else? I don't know. Marijuana. Those, do you do you think there's a uh, significant opposition to marijuana these days? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten some really square people to smoke weed before. I don't oh. pressure people into doing drugs yeah. anymore, but I used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that people are amenable when they think the experience is going to be fun, like um, shooting guns. Hmm. Gilgamesh, Blonde and Matt, did you see Alex Stein call out Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw or I Patch McCain <laughs> yeah. for them both being globalist rhinos? Go to his YouTube channel and watch his videos. I'm liking the Stein character more and more each day. Um, I, I saw the, I've not seen the cruise encounter. I saw the Crenshaw encounter and the whole thing, it was one of the topics we considered for Sunday and we ended up scrapping it. Um, it, I, I'm no fan of Dan Crenshaw. Like, I think that he has, uh, he's, I think he's advocated some, at least politically, like obviously, you know, I, I respect uh, his injury in service to this country and all that, but his political behavior, I'm not a fan. <laughs> of. I'm just that. saying like, I guess what I'm saying is I, in that situation with Crenshaw, I kind of hated everybody. Like I'm not a big yeah. fan of this. eye patch McCain thing. I get it. It's kind of funny. However, and maybe it's just me personally. Um, I'm not a big fan of like mocking injury in service to the country. It's just not to me. That's not a great, nor am I a big fan of this kind of like obnoxious public confrontation. Um, however, does Dan Crenshaw deserve some pushback for his political stances and behavior? Absolutely. And yeah. and whether or, whether or not I think you're being obnoxious, you absolutely have a right to do it mm. what, from Crenshaw. Like in addition to just his political stances and his like constant uh, lately, his his just absolute. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, just the ridiculous way he lectures everybody about Ukraine all the time. It's just insufferable. Um, so. So I, I I don't think it's it's completely out of line to go uh, to go protest uh, Crenshaw on that basis. The other thing that Crenshaw did though that has to be called out is he was pushing this lie that Alex Stein 
had somehow assaulted him. And there were a couple headlines yeah, to that effect. Yeah, which he clearly hadn't. In fact, it was Crenshaw's security team that sort of manhandled Stein. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this this nonsense lie that like that Stein was presenting a physical threat. No, he was just being kind of annoying, yelling at him, calling him eye patch McCain. <laughs> I don't like it, but like he's not a threat. Come on, you know, it's, funny. it's uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's all right. Like, I, I don't want to take too many shots at Alex. He's out there doing. He was at the drag queen event. I wasn't. All right. Like, yeah. you know, I can give credit where it's due. He's out there. If we want to talk about like having more significant pushback and influence from a conservative or pro freedom or just non leftist perspective. He's out there doing it. He's out there doing yeah. it in ways I certainly am not. So I can respect that. Um, it's not the style I would. It's not the style I would choose. That's all I would say. But also, okay. he didn't assault Crenshaw. That was bullshit. Should have never been said. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on that? Mm-mm. Okay. When you say you're a uh, you're a fan or you like what he's doing, is it just kind of the? I like the trolley. You know, this trolley spirit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And the on the ground stuff, you know, I got to live vicariously through these people because I just can't do that stuff anymore. And if I have to pick to be as fair to Stein as possible, if I have to pick between a little too much aggression and sort of the meek get run over attitude that I'll take we've, that. We've yeah. had for a long time. And I absolutely include myself in that. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to err on one side of that, given what's at stake, especially with the, the kids and, and drag queen stuff, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of aggression on that front is probably not the worst thing. So I'm not, I'm not trying to take a bunch of shots. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> the 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 Fauci rapping is not my stylistic approach, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. I, I suppose. Mister Red says, "What is the most disturbing conspiracy theory? You might have an element of truth uh, that it. First of all, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's hundred percent true. Michelle Obama is a man. Michael Robinson, look at the shoulders. You can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Pizzagate. Ah. Um. There, I think there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah, I, d- I never really got into it. I never looked at it seriously. But when you, uh, what what is convincing to you about it? Um, I think that the Podesta, there was some weird stuff in the WikiLeaks, like the indisputable code language that I think was pedophilic. Hmm. Um, I think that the Podesta artwork was was really compelling, and I think that a lot of these people are uh, legitimate pedophiles. I don't know why this is such like a like an, an incredibly difficult thing to believe um, elitist and oligarchical pedophilia has been, has had its place in, uh, in societies since the dawn of man. Yeah. I, I fail to see why this is like such a crazy thing. As far as like the actual pizza chain is, is going like, I, I'm much less interested in that, but th- there are some things about Pizzagate that were really true. Like hmm. there, there is a dark elite pedophilic force that's, not even a conspiracy. The pizza place is just like the tip of the iceberg. I don't really know that much about that. Yeah. Although that Durant, what was his name? Durant. I don't know. That guy um, seemed like he was kind of disaster to, uh, to speak seriously from my perspective about this question a little bit more. I, the, the Michelle Obama thing, like I'm halfway, there's some weird photos. All right. There's that's weird. But, but what's actually the most disturbing conspiracy theory that I, that I believe to be true. I think that the origins of coronavirus are so nefarious. Um, 
not just that this was like a whoopsie thing, not but just like that Dr. Maybe. She was working on bat viruses and accidentally her intern let it out. No, no. I, I, I genuinely believe it was released at an intentional time uh, uh, that it was Agreed, done yeah. cooperatively. I, I'm not I'm not kidding between Chinese communists and some sort of forces, be it the Democratic Party or whoever in the U.S. who had a mutual interest in upending the 2020 election and having a bunch of like having a plausible reason to seize a bunch of control and impose economic hardship. on I people. totally agree. Yeah, it's it's all just so it's too convenient for me to ignore. And I know I love to rip on the timing, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the timing, true. of course, being you can use that to explain skepticism and belief in any conspiracy theory but just again remember when did this come about it came about with perfect timing before the 2020 election and after the um the ukraine impeachment had -hmm. concluded they went in perfect sequence from Mueller to ukraine impeachment that was about trump and his quid pro quo when they couldn't get that done Boom. In comes coronavirus. In comes coronavirus. Yeah. I, I, and remember, I th- we were talking about it on the show and we're like, I don't know what it's going to be next, but yeah. something is in the works. And we were right. And I just I'll never believe that that was like just some. Oh, it was just coincidental that the one election that they that they had to have go this particular way that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had to have a reason to explain all the deviation from our, our norms. And they had to have a way to convince Americans to surrender and betray their own rights and their liberties to achieve it. And they did it. It's all so convenient to exactly to who to the exact people it needed to be convenient for. I can't say that that was just well luck of the draw. You guys really you really came ahead on that one. Good for you. No, no. This there are there's a there's a dark room somewhere where there were elements of plotting to this. You can't convince me otherwise. For sure. Uh, is this me? Yeah. Dingo, darling. Uh, the U.S. Attorney General Garland looking to finally get a seat in the Supreme Court. The complete inaction of his DOJ to enforce federal law concerning the intimidation of federal judges and to investigate attempts to assault and assassinate sitting justices gives the optics that he is encouraging an unexpected opening hmm. on the bench despite these bad optics. Wow. I would not put it past this administration to nominate Garland in the wake of such a tragedy just to signal their power and control. It's actually, this has never even occurred to me. Also, Roberts is delaying the decision so that he can swing the vote again. I heard some reports to that effect. I haven't looked into them in detail. But if Roberts thinks he's going to like pull one of these people away on some bullshit compromise nonsense deal that he's famous for, I think he's kidding himself. Then again, maybe I'm the one kidding myself by believing this was ever going to go the way that it was supposed to, according to Alito's (laughs) opinion that came out a month ago, month and change. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so just so I follow here, the idea would be that Garland is allowing the threats uh, against the Supreme Court to continue sort of secretly hoping that one of them gets axed and he can swoop in and assume their seat. Mm. Um, do I object to the idea that these people would consider that morally unacceptable or have moral opposition to that? No, I don't. Uh, I guess what I would say is if they wanted one of them off the bench. They have, I think they have better ways of that than just allowing, you know, a bunch of idiots in Handmaid's Tales costumes outside yeah, the justice's yeah. house or something like, you know, you put a, you put a banana peel out there and they slip on it, metaphorically speaking. Like if you believe, speaking of conspiracy theories and pro- things that probably aren't things that are probably true, you know, if you believe the Clinton body count is a real thing, for example, 
and that there are the 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 people allied uh, with you know the garlands of the world and the rest. If you believe that they're actually skilled in making people they want to die die, they would do it. They would have a way. Well, they clearly have killed some people. Oh, I'm not saying that they haven't. I just like if they wanted a, a death on the Supreme Court, would they the strategy be this? I, I just don't think it would be. No, it was really ineffective. This attempt was really ineffective. The, outside of the would-be assassin guy, all of it has been lame as hell, like mm-hmm. completely embarrassing, low numbers, really just like stupid chance, not even anything edgy. It's just like yeah. lame stuff, except for the one guy. And don't get me wrong, the one guy really made up for the prior lameness, right? He brought a gun. He was right there to do it. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is if they wanted Kavanaugh dead, uh, or if they were serious about killing him. They'd do it. They would They would have a better way than what they've shown. They'd Scalia him. He's not old, though. I need to look into the theories about Scalia's death. I've never really done that. Didn't what, he have a pillow over his head when they- Something saw? like that, people say. Anyway. All right. Thank you guys for the questions. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, as a reminder, uh, contact page of the website if you want to send one in. com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. All right. We uh, just catch up with our chat really quick, and we'll call it a night. I think we're good on DLive. Appreciate you guys over there. Uh, let's see. Just one from uh, Mike. Pause. Hawk. 420Blazing. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't been uh, catching your shows lately, but I just want you to know I'm never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you. I hope uh, when I hear that in my head, I'm thinking of Greta singing it. Remember that version? Oh, no. Stop (laughs) ruining the Rickroll. Thank you, Mike. Uh, Appreciate it very much. Hope you're doing well. Simple Dan forever. If a new constitution is ever created, then I would like to see the right to keep and bear arms become the first amendment. Mm. It is by far the most important self-defense is the ultimate human right. Um, I don't know. I think they, they did it correctly. I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I wouldn't necessarily be opposed. I don't know that the order necessarily matters to me all that much. Like does, does order imply priority? Uh, clearly. I mean, they does clearly it though, did. Like, they clearly did it in order of priority. I suppose. Like, does is due process of law really less important than not quartering troops? And, you know, not forcing people to quarter troops, for example. But the top ones, you know, it's what they thought of first. I guess, but then you get to the third, and maybe it was. I mean, quartering troops thing was probably very important at the time. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. If the redcoats came to my house and said, "You're going to quarter these limey bastards," I'd say, "Get the hell out of here." That's get out. <laughs> so I understand it probably was annoying, but I guess what I'm saying is, it seems to me if we're ranking in terms of priority, I just see areas in the Bill of Rights that don't seem to be properly in Prop- order, yeah. like you might think the first and second are. I think that they're all very important and i wouldn't want to sacrifice any of them um even the troop quartering but but it's property (laughs) rights matter someday yeah but um um, so i i I just don't place that much importance on the order of them i guess just don't get rid of any of them uh choke point to be fair blonde jared did say whitey a few times during that interview that's true ah so he slurred the whites too there's just something about the word Negro, like conversationally, where I'm like, <laughs> it's too far, dude. Too far. Matty O sent a bunch. I'm going to read them all straight through. Blonde, did you see Lana's Radio 14 interview with the lovely young gal, KP Richards? Great upcoming interview for you, hopefully. Bridge between your half 
of Dissidents and Matt's Libertarian Crowd based Gen Z show. Um, mm. He also said, I got my T-shirt this week and wore it to meet my future sister-in-law for the first time. Amazingly comfortable, badass. Oh, well, I'm uh, glad it works great. out. Thank you for that. I should get one and wear it around. There's something kind of distasteful about wearing a your own face on your... You I would say you definitely can't wear your own face. And in general, it's not like I wear my own merch, period. I'm not going to wear my own logo. Although I appreciate people who decide to, to, to me, it's like being in a band and wearing the band, the band's merch, or even going to the, the band show with the band's merch, which That's some true, people maybe I do that. I, I don't care. I'm You're not supposed it. to um, do that. Yeah. But I could wear the G's shirt. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Um, Matteo, isn't it sad when Odyssey live streams run smoother on my big screen than Susan's uh, sad yet not greatest new platform? Honestly, um, good. I'm glad it's running well. That is that's because it had some troubles earlier. So I'm glad to hear it. It's back up and running blonde. Fuck the haters. Your interviews are bold and enlightening. Yeah, I'm actually really surprised that Right Wing Watch has picked this up now. That hmm. interview is two weeks ago. But it's interesting to see like their pattern. Uh, what they've done is post it in all of these um, non-political Reddit threads like um, of people freaking out, like public what? freakouts. Yeah. And I mean, so say what has... you will about Jared Taylor. He is the most non-freakout person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but between like the three different um, ways that obviously Right Wing Watch posted it because they use it the same um, the same language and things like that and the yeah. same clip, um, it has like thousands of comments. <laughs> really Just and based both, on a secondhand description of it, not the content itself. No, it was a video that they they cut up. Oh, they up, like, took the video, edited yeah. it, and then posted that on Twitter and then on three different Reddit friend, uh, threads of public freakouts. Public freakout. Okay, so they're yeah. just—they're really trying to go to popular Reddit threads and just garner enough eyes yes. on their content as possible, right. even though it has nothing to do with a freakout. Correct. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know, it's—it's it's like a thing to to reach normies. So it has thousands of comments and like like I think it has like fifty thousand views just that hmm. clip. Um, but nowhere did they put who I was, who Jared was, any of our. Or he, they put who Jared was, but they didn't put like my YouTube channel. That's interesting. So that implies that they are following jared around trying to get him and yeah. he like this interview was an avenue to do that yeah yeah definitely um holden mulray hi true seekers regarding busing do you happen to know the impetus for the brown versus topeka board of education supreme court case in 1954 you can't make up this kind of irony i don't know very much about I d- it i don't know what actually like what the nature I, obviously i know the conclusion which was um that that it was the overturning of plessy and the idea that separate but unequal is inherently unequal and then that gave rise to the, the sort of busing and all the stuff that we um were were talking about earlier but the idea being that that Racial distinctions in public accom- accommodations can't stand. That's that's what uh, uh, Brown was about. But as far as what caused Brown to be brought as a legal action, I don't know. Neither I would have to I'd have to look at the uh, history on it. Oh, I missed one of Matteo's. Um, born in the eighties with you two, uh, late eighties. Remember, are you afraid of the dark? Legends that hit temple. Oh yeah. What would oh, you yeah. do in Double Dare? Nostalgic America. Oh yeah. I I, dude, this. every once in a while, I will still what, what, fire what up a Legends do? of the Hidden Temple episode on YouTube. If I'm just you know doing some, it's still great. But the the stupid kids who couldn't get the silver monkey together. What the hell is wrong <laughs> with you, dude? There's only like three pieces. It's very clear what part Figure is the top out. and what is the bottom. And, Anyway, I used to have a purple parrots T-shirt that I would wear a lot, but I, it might still be around. I don't know if I still have it, but oh, that mm. was the, yeah, that was the best. 
Maddie O. Um, remember the old white Nick at Night shows, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, Dragnet, Brady Bunch, Leave it to Beaver, All in the Family, The Jeffersons. Yeah. Yeah. You think I'm controversial? Watch an old episode of All in the Family. I don't think I've ever seen an episode. Why? Were they uh, racially insensitive or something oh, like yeah, that? Oh, yeah. Totally. Hmm. It was great. Steven Suarez, blonde. Does your husband pat you on your head often? I only pat mine when he farts when his farts are loud or i smell the silent ones no my husband pats me on the head all the time like as a legitimate response to like me sobbing about something <laughs> that's that's about how i comfort my wife too as i've referenced you guys before. are worthless the simpsons bit with reverend lovejoy they're, they're there. there they're there that's that's about as skilled as i get in uh validating female emotion Oh, um, Mattio, you send us that same one twice. Uh, shoot us an email. We will send back the other donation. Sorry about that. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, John Johnson, what should be the you. criteria to vote You're citizenship very special. and polls aren't enough? Should there be historical knowledge based on credentialing, et cetera, ideas? Mm. I mean, I would love that, um, but that doesn't deal with the vested interest issue because academics would all be able to pass some kind of historical knowledge test. And I want academics to be disenfranchised. That's really <laughs> what I want. I mean, it, it, we, we talk about this all the time. One vote per land owning family. I am uh, pretty, when I think about how to, re, how to establish voting criteria and how to maybe reform uh, the problem, which again, you know, is something that you're uh, Genius brother explained to me six years ago now or so, but um, without skin in the game in the community in which you're voting, you're just voting to take shit from other people, other people. I mean, why else would so, you vote for anything else? Yeah. So uh, I think that I think that property ownership is probably the distinction that uh, is the correct one. And, you know, I know there are all sorts of obstacles to that that are that are a lot of them unjust currently. I mean, we talk about how difficult it is to say buy a house in this environment or something like mm -hmm. that. So that, that point is granted. I think that what we would do is work toward an environment where that sort of American dream is more achievable to those that are serious about achieving it and go from there. But, yeah. the, the, but the problem that exists in this town and so many others, I mean, there's never a property tax increase put on the ballot in this town anymore. And in this it County just happens that doesn't pass because it's a bunch of moron college renters voting. Wanna, right. Well, I'm going to stick it to my landlord. He's going to pay for this, that, Oh, what? My rent went up. I can't believe it. How did this happen? Yeah. You idiot. Stop voting for this. Not. And it's because they don't have the same investment in Bozeman, the city, the community that say somebody who is a long-term property owner here would, I'm not saying they don't have like, Great. You come to college here. That's that, awesome. Uh, that's that's great. I don't have a problem with that. But in the same way that I didn't have the same level of investment in Portland when I was in school there. Yeah. And maybe it would be inappropriate for me to tell the property owners there. Here's the rules. And also, I'm going to steal all your shit, even though I really have, even though I'm going to leave and go to a different state like tomorrow when I graduate. Um, yeah. You, you want people who have made an investment in that place exactly. to have okay. say in how that place is going to go. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's the way you fix it. And if we applied that, uh, that logic to everything in this country, things would be better. Uh, searching yeah. for adventure. I realize this week I've been watching your show for three years and my cheap ass has never really shown my appreciation here. A few shekels. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank it. you very much. Appreciate it. Bahena fam says nobody seems to remember Trump did a speech and was pushing a bill on uh, RX drugs Bill would have cost big farm billions. Trump even disappeared after the threats for his life. Two months later, bat flu was released. I'm open to 
all sorts of supposed conspiracy theories about this. I didn't even know that part of the story. I'm going to have to look at it. That's news to me. I don't. Re- yeah, you're right that people don't remember it. I don't remember that at all. I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the last one. Okay. I think we're all set, but I'll give a quick refresh just in case. Oh, you know what? Speaking of need for refresh, I forgot that at the end of the show on Sunday, we missed one from uh, one of our best Super Chat joke makers, Knuckle Hunky Buck. Oh, oh really? So I wanted to credit him. I don't even know if he's listening at this point, but just to make sure it's on the record somewhere. Remember, we were talking about the live from a castle tower line and all of that. So he, he said it needs to be redone to live from a castle tower in his mother's basement. It's Blumpkin and Lil Snugger. What now, were we even talking about? I know why I'm Lil Snugger. I don't know why, why you're Blumpkin. Blumpkin. I have no idea. Lil Snugger is uh, my rapper name because I was describing my choice of underwear style. And I said, you need something a little snugger than your your normal boxers because those are just Why am I Blumpkin? I know we've talked yeah. about Blumpkins on this show because yeah. there's confusion about the difference between a Blumpkin and a Hot Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never is forget what why? a Blumpkin is. Uh, that, I'll never. I'll never confuse that one. The Blumpkin <laughs> is a blowjob when you're pooping, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, Hopefully, my parents. I, can, I always have now. to. I have to look up a hot Carl. Okay. Every time. Uh, let me. I think I know the hot Carl. Right. Is the hot Carl. That's on just shitting chest, on a chest, is it not? Uh, Urban Dictionary. Hot Carl is the act of defecating on someone's face. Oh, face. A warm Carl is defecating on their face, whilst covered by plastic wrap. Oh, okay. And a cold Carl is defecating on a glass table while someone is underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have one more. Okay. Um, P. Convenient says, the opposite of love is in hate, it's indifference. Matt and I once made indifference. It was meh. Kind of bland. Five out of ten. <laughs> we made indifference. I'm sure... <laughs> Gay! I suppose that's... Uh, well, I don't know. I'm sure that's been true at least once in my life. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Very much appreciated. Again, a reminder that the call-in show will be off next week. That's June 29th. There will be no show. But we'll make up for that with um, a little bit of a different stream schedule next week, which I'll explain on Sunday. Call-in show will return as normal Wednesday, July 6th. So we'll talk to you then. And uh, in between, of course, I hope. Uh, but if you missed any part of the show, you want to listen back to it. It is available on the audio platforms linked in the description and over on the website, Matt Speaking of anything else on the website, Matt Have a good night.